Welcome to Vuvu Soccer, the world soccer show. We give you the world in two hours, and who else can say that except any other news agency around the world? Really. But anyway, I'm Eric Nash, and you're not. Sorry. With me, Bob Long. Bob the Weapon Long, the well-traveled Bob the Weapon Long. How are you, my friend? I am doing great. How are you guys doing today? Doing magnificent. Weather's still holding up, being pretty nice. It's a beautiful yes. day. When we always talk about weather, I like to go to my favorite Trini- Trinidadian... Trinidadian, Trinidadian, that's correct. <laughs> my favorite Trinidadian, although maybe my only Trinidadian. But yes. here he is, my yeah. my 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 main man, aside from Bob Long, of course, Thorn Holder. How are you doing? Oh, welcome. You look good today, sir. Always, always very Natalie attired. How did know? I look last week? Well, I don't remember. Oh, you look great. We were we had a tape. We taped it. You weren't here. We weren't here. So yeah, I heard you looked good though. You heard you looked real good. Sir, we are all looking very, very good because of uh, what we're wearing. What are we wearing? We have on my new cologne. Uh, I also did you get a new cologne for Christmas? Yeah, I did. What but about I know, you? <laughs> Bob? Did you also get a cologne from your female yes, uh, loved one? Of course, yes. he has a female loved one. We're gonna have to hear about that one. So later. they all look at him blushing. He's blushing. I'm glad, I'm glad there's yeah. I'm glad that's news to me as well. Yes. They all phoned that one in, didn't they? The classic cologne for my husband. When your woman gives you cologne, mm-hmm. does that mean she doesn't like the way you smell? No, she kind of give you a way to let you know. Look, I don't like your natural scent. All moves, <laughs> all moves, uh, your woman is making is to basically dress you up like an ornament. So okay. I gotta prepare him so that people. He, if he's leaving my house, he has to look good, smell good, and be appropriate to my um, liking. And it works. It's interesting. I never thought I could rise to the level of an ornament, so I'll take it, man. <laughs> I will take that. So yes. what? Bob, what besides butter. cologne makes us look good here? Yeah, besides to, to bring us back to oh yes, uh, <laughs> uh, well these very uh, gourmet is it gourmet or uh, handcrafted, beautiful handcrafted uh, imported from Italy, um, some vuvu soccer scars. They were uh, some time in the making, and they are very soft. They are very blue, and they are very vuvu soccer-y. You know they um, are. They're beautiful, and we have pictures of them posted, or we will shortly. We will very shortly, right? Um, so where can they see them so they can see them? Because we are gonna, we are gonna make you do stuff to get the get these. Yes, how many? These do are we just. Have? We, these are not. They are going to be personally mailed by me. So you folks are going to have to earn them in some way. Okay. Yes. We we uh, we waited a long time. Thorne did a real nice job designing them, right? Thank Along you. with the help of obviously the help of the Roughneck Scars yes. people, yes. Uh, who by by the way are a fine sponsor of ours. They just came to my house about three days ago or yeah. so. Yeah. So really the cool whole company, Roughneck Scars. Out. I freaked out because I counted the box of one, one box of them, there's 50. Yes. Okay. And I knew we got one, we got 150 we ordered for the first shipment. And I'm looking, there's only two boxes there. So I'm, no, me, you know, I'm panicking. Turns out 
saw the second box was like twice as big as the first one. So they yes. were all there. I just opened a smaller box. But anyway, I think they're really nice. Mine, just for example, my, mine's made in Turkey. I don't <laughs> know, that's what it says. But it's a Roughneck scarf, so they have a very nice product. Yes. And uh, Thorne is going to figure out how we're going to how we're going to distribute these, right? Down yeah. the road. Well, right? uh, yeah. I have one idea in mind. And uh, let's say I know that the fans are going to get a, a kick out of this. I, are we going to start with that? Oh, since we're talking about the scarves, let's lead with that. Now, in the Spanish League, there is a, a commentator that is well known uh, for his, uh, his acrobatic nature verbally. <laughs> his name is <laughs> his name is uh, Ray Hudson. He calls himself um, the verbal gymnast, and he is an excitement. He's one of the few people in the world, along with our Tommy Smith and Shaka Hislop, and these very entertaining gentlemen, uh, Juan Arango, and a couple of other commentators that we have here, um, that you could actually listen to a soccer game and be entertained. You know, you don't need to see it. You, you hear the vibe and the energy and the movement by the commentator's voice. So one of the competitions that we're going to have is uh, our, our callers are going to call in and do their best Ray Hudson um, finish or goal completion uh, announcement. You know, now, you have to, let's say there have been many different goals that were scored in in La Liga that he had a very unique uh, group of words to describe the goal itself. So you could pick one and give us a call, 888-728-9941, and win yourself a scarf it's winter it's cool right now I'm very comfortable very warm with a beautiful very soft yeah, yeah. and we'll officially now. get this thing going next yes, yes. only yeah, because yeah but if somebody wants to give it a shot be today, our guinea pig yes, so to absolutely. speak that's and cool. Thorne at some point I'd like to hear yours as well because you and I did some commentary back in yes. the day as well earlier this year you're too young to have it back in the day Robert <laughs> yeah well, back, back in the yeah. fall okay, as it back in the, oh back in the fall well it was a different day that was back that's so exactly right back in the hour you're correct but you know I think we should change it just Tiny bit. Okay. Just to, not necessarily a chain of suggestion. I think because of our beloved Tommy Smith, I think we should let him do either or. Let them do a Tommy Smith because Tommy Smith has some wonderful, you got to listen yes. to. Yes. But he certainly is maybe the American ver- the soccer version yes. of. Uh, Ray. Um, Ray Hudson. <laughs> yes. I mean, you know, Ray Hudson, you don't have to, it doesn't have to be a goal call either because, you know, Ray, can, you got to make us feel that we want to be in the church of uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, the way he talks and <laughs> lovingly pontificating about the beauty, which, by the way, I mean, no, you know, he, he like him or hate him, you'd never forget him. I mean, no. to me, that was always that was the reason I named the show Vuvuzela way back when. Yeah, because like him or hate them, you know, they kind of Ray Hudson. Wow, that's the crazy guy that does the soccer calls. Yes, too yes. bad he can't be on the EPL, you know, calls yeah, for that sure. we can see all the time. I know he gets a little, like, he gets a little overexcited. It's kind of like Dick Vitale. What you way. what you will see yeah. Ray do yeah. sometimes though is. U.S. Men's National Team CONCACAF qualifying World yes. Cup qualifying and that's great to see on, on BN Sport unfortunately the network isn't quite as developed I wouldn't say as clearly when they'll have games on ESPN or even NBC Sports right. but 
production aside, Ray brings something so special to the game, along with Phil Sheen, who's a good friend of this show. And a great straight man for Ray, really. <laughs> but the funny thing That's is, right. you know, the thing is, you say, like, Bean's not really that developed, but first of all, have you ever seen the Bean La Liga shows, the pretty girls that, like, do the, the halftime shows? They're plenty developed, okay? Yes. I'll say that for one. But, <laughs> is that but, a double uh, meaning, Eric? Or yeah, what? whatever you want to take it as. <laughs> but, but I will say, you know, they, they are, from my understanding, Bean's, like, real huge yes like in europe and other areas like i wouldn't say it's out of france i may be wrong about yes and i didn't mean to say it's not necessarily developed because it had plays a ton of games i just don't believe that the production level as a whole is necessarily to the level of nbc sports i mean they a lot of times ray hudson and phil shane aren't even in the building when they're doing these games they're calling it from the studio so uh just today i was looking at a i was looking at two games one was uh on bn sports and the other one was on nbc sports and what i realized was that uh nbc sports had a much more a much clearer uh picture uh a much or anything else Yes. Um, much clearer, a, yep. A much clearer picture, a much clearer sound. You could hear the fans in the stadium. So when you speak about production, um, yes. I do I do agree that it's a much more, uh, you feel like you're there. Yeah. You know, you take your TV. And that's a credit to the multi-million dollar budgets that, that go along with NBC Sports and just everything that goes along with that brand. Uh, they have yes. done an incredible job. It's not necessarily a an indictment of being, but more a praise of everything that NBC and ESPN are able to do. With question resources. with you for you about about uh, um, the NBC's uh, uh, show. Yes, is Rebecca Lowe pregnant? I think she is because they don't have any close-ups. Yes, she is. You think she is? I thought about it today. I, they don't have any close-ups for her. I, I, I'm a big Rebecca fan. It's, it's, they have no close-ups because probably she's maybe a little heavier because she's carrying weight. I think that's what it is. I I saw. I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I certainly hope you're right. No, I, mean, I don't know. A, they don't show her close enough. I can't is, really tell. Yeah, it's not a diamond thing. It's we could only see from from the telly. Sure. Uh, I only said that because I was as I was out the door today, I saw that she was hiding. We got confirmation from our wonderful producer Ryan. She is indeed pregnant. She so is. Eric, congratulations, <laughs> awesome. you've lived and you live for another day. Ryan. Congratulations. Yes. How would he know that? What he looked it up. He's, oh, he's, he's on the ball. Oh, I thought he was owning up Ryan? to it. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry, I misunderstood, guys. Misunderstood. Yeah, Ryan's sorry. beautiful wife. I don't think would be too happy to hear that. <laughs> Well, you know, I don't know. Some people get these relationships and marriages where, you know, you could have your one like wild card. Like if I would say I wanted Carmen Electra, if she would somehow in some alternate universe wanted to be with me, like my wife would allow it because that was like, there my, you go. but then I'm again, not sure yeah. she would allow you or, or be happy if Carmen no. Electra then got pregnant, but that would probably be one step too many. Yeah, yeah. Then I could be running around and say, hey, that's mine to Carver Valectus kids, you know? So what I have 18 <clears throat> kids just so I can look at them. Wait, you, you raised you guys now. You should not have gone into this. But I you, did. You jumped oh, I in. agree. I totally. <laughs> whose, fault was, whose fault was that? <laughs> Who's, there's yeah, no fault, I think Eric. you're right. I think you're right, yeah. <laughs> so uh, the, the, the flip side, the flip side, um, the guy is usually, you hear these stories uh, about the guy on his birthday getting to have a, a a threesome, whatever. Um, what about the girl? <laughs> what does the girl want in that situation? We seem to You're part be of the so threesome. Easy. In fact, they're two thirds of the threesome. We seem to be so easy to please. No? Just throw us an extra girl, and he'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I say, no, I'm not. That's I'm yeah. not that easy. Yeah. You know, you got to come a bit more complicated, a bit more exciting than throw me an extra female. So that's pretty uh, good. That's pretty. 
sure. women, yeah. uh, if if you if you have ladies listening, um, and you want to tell us, hey, if if you are, had to get a pass like that, um, like the common electric, like for, a hall for, pass for Eric here, yes, yeah, yes. What would it. you want? And I, I'm sh- if it's just as and simple, it can't be chocolate. Well, we were always pick they, chocolate they, over they could all they yeah. could already have chocolate. Now, uh, ahead on today's show, and I meant chocolate as the flavor, <laughs> not like the sco- the color. Okay, you mean like chocolate goodness? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not like chocolate thunder, like Daryl Dawkins used to call himself. Bob's like turning. <laughs> speaking of colors, Bob's turning all kinds of colors right Purple, now. Purple, <laughs> blue. I'm just gonna let you guys. Okay, yeah, we're done. So, <laughs> okay, we're done. But I just yeah, but I, you know. But the thing is, you know, let's. This is a soccer. So let's, we'll talk soccer. <laughs> yes. As Brian would. Say, we're gonna start talking soccer now. Okay, <laughs> let's start talking soccer now. And you're uh, listening to Vuvu Soccer Show. I'm I'm Thornhold. I'm here with Eric Nash and Bob the Weapon Long. Um, today, uh, later on in the show, we have Eric Krakauer. He's gonna be on at 3:30. Uh, we're gonna be talking about the EPL. We had Tottenham earlier today with a fantastic match. Uh, Wayne Rooney scoring a terrific goal, and uh, Gus Hiddink uh, with a fantastic result for Chelsea, uh, swinging things around. Um, the guys look like they had a, a pep in their step. We had Man City with a late double with uh, um, Mr. Toure and this other gentleman oh, that scored. Were they two? Yeah, Sergio Aguero yes. and, and Yaya Toure. Two beautiful, I think they were both headers, I want to say. Beautiful. No, one was a tap in and the other one was a beautiful, beautiful goal. dipping Be- header. Be- yes. Yeah, Aguero had the header, the dipping header. Yes, yes. They were two beautiful goals. A lot of beautiful goals this weekend. A lot of beautiful goals and a lot of beautiful, unfortunately, near misses. Sure. So know, many. Uh, the yeah. woodwork, yeah. they had to repeat. Place a lot of Premier League goals this <laughs> yeah, weekend because yeah. they were all bent out of shape. Um, also, we will we will be discussing uh, whether this is somebody raised the question whether this is the worst Premier League ever, and I have a particular response to that that we will get to. And um, as far as the fans are concerned, uh, fans have been very very committed. And in the Premier League this year, uh, a lot of betting fans that haven't been winning would be winning this year because their teams are just shaking things up. So that's what we have ahead on the Vuvu Soccer Show. The number to call is 888-728-9941. That's 888-728-9941. And Eric is going to kick us off with Tottenham and the EPL. Well, let's see. I mean, we could do like a roundup uh, with regard to the EPL. It was a good weekend. You know, I, I mean, I guess if you want to look at this week, it's kind of like the guy, I think the guys are kind of tiring out a little bit. It's yes. been a rough couple Season. weeks. Yes. But mm-hmm. a lot of games in a few amount of days. Like, yep. You know, like three games in eight days or whatever. But right. it was re- really rough. And I saw some... You know, I saw, I don't know, did you see, did you guys notice like a fatigue factor here? I mean, not your normal game fatigue. And it was a little hard to tell because they were playing in some torrential downpours sure. uh, yes. around England today. So it was it was, it was was a tough place to play and it was tough to get your footing. But I... Uh, I'll be I, honest though, I didn't see a drop off in Everton Tottenham. I mean, that was an up-tempo, back and forth game. There were times yes. in the second <clears throat> half where... Good quality too. Good quality. Very, software. very, very quality. It was full... F- full-fledged runs down the field followed by you know outbreaks and counters that I just felt as if that game would not have been an indication to me that 
the players weren't fit. And I think that is a credit to the fitness of the players to be able to play that many games in that few of days and still maintain that type of quality and pace. What I think you noticed, Eric, was they, they played so hard. In the last 15 minutes of the game, these guys were spent. You know, they were breathing yeah. heavily. Um, but I think it was due to, it was such high competition. These guys uh, have been doing so well in their own right in this in this league. Uh, they, they are head-to-head. I, I would say they're... Uh, Skill-wise, momentum-wise, where they are in the league, um, it was a, a, a season changer for them. You know, either way, let's say one team had lost, that would have taken away some of their momentum. Now, so when you see, right. mm-hmm. and Everton in particular, because I mean Tottenham is certainly more in the uh, the arm's length of having a Champions League spot and perhaps even the league. But yeah. Everton, through Christmas and now into the new year, has not yet gotten three points against the top ten team. Shows the struggles of this now 12th place team, or I guess 11th, I should say. Or also just, I mean, yeah, you would think that the way this particular season has been running, that they would be, you know, the usual Everton. It's very tough, and they were tough. I mean, Goodison Park today, that was a tough place. I believe yes. me, I walked into that. I could walk I wish I could have walked into it. But as a team, in my when my soul walked, my heart walked into that game. I'm like, I'd be very happy to walk out with a point on the road at a, mm-hmm. an, a historically very tough place to play. Although you can almost say that about any of these clubs yeah. nowadays. Oh, these yeah. road games are tough. They're tough, and Tottenham, by and large, outplayed Everton. I think you could say no unequivocally the first 45 minutes, yeah, and then probably the next 20 to 25 into the second half. It got very much streaky and uh, lots of chances on both sides as the, the pitch opened up. And as you said, t- these guys were spent, so there were more offensive chances. But really for the first 65 to 70 minutes, I mean, this was Tottenham's baby. This was their right. game. And you credit Ever- Everton's defense as well as the uh, – the oh-so-stiff uh, woodwork and, and crossbars yes. and posts at Goodison Park right. because that's two more goals right there at least that could have gone in. Yes. Tim right. Howard was beaten f- three or four times in right. the first 45 minutes, and only one of them went in. Now, you mentioned Tim. Um, I did. I've been noticing that I'm a goalkeeper, and uh, you help your defense a lot when you come off your line, and you're eager to come off your line. Go, uh, defenders like to know that they have a sweeper behind them that's eager to get off his line. Uh, yes. Recently, it seems like Timmy has been a bit hesitant, and it looks like it. And you, you see, uh, you hear other commentators talk about it, um, and you could see the conversation between the players and, and, and Tim. Um, uh, I don't know if Timmy's on his way out. Has he still retained the starting position for the United States? That's not. Or is that Brad that Guzan? Not, yeah, that's Guzan for the time being. So, Absolutely. Right. I, Far I mean, from I, guaranteed. <clears throat> and I, I think there's a thought that he won't even return in 2018. Yeah. I don't think that's in any way definitive. I could could be wrong there. Well, I know you, there what, have what been about the big tournament coming up this it. summer, next summer? That they're having the one we talked about with the with the countries uh, confederations. Uh, no, 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 no. That'll be in the one that they're playing. They're playing a game in Philly and they're playing uh, okay. the championship and they're playing in Chicago and in LA. They're playing all over, but it's a big tournament the U.S. is part of. Okay. And right. I'm sorry, we talked about it's the 100th anniversary and it's it's Central America. It's the first, We're going to have like Argentina and Brazil yeah, yeah. here along with the CONCACAF members. Yep. Okay, so it's really going to be a big deal. You know, you're going to have Central America, South America, well, the in, islands. Um, Jamaica, Trinidad, and right. Tobago, and, and, Guatemala, and, and, and these US people. And U.S. and Canada, you're going to have yes. the whole, yeah, I guess the whole landmass all the way down until you, you hit the, the ocean, okay? 
But the thing is, though, I don't know if he's even going to be the right. guy for that. I well, mean, he would need to win it back. Right. It's not guaranteed. 18s, like I, that's that would be a stretch to even think about. So you think he's actually the second string U.S. keeper now, at least? Well, he's got to be back on the roster before he before he becomes second string. But well, Guzan um, for Aston Villa. He has been facing yes. a lot of a lot of goals. So this would be <laughs> yes. a season where he's either made or broken. You know, these are the seasons that uh, turn you into uh, an all-star goalkeeper. If you're capable of uh, bouncing back, uh, even if you you get relegated, uh, this is the season where you prove yourself to. Because this is his first season in the Premier League. Um, uh, playing at such a high level, it, it is a, a real challenge. And then a team that hasn't had great momentum in the last couple of years as a young goalkeeper coming in, um, his work is cut out for him. But at the end of the day, the, this is the type of work that, that makes you into, into an all-star keeper. I mean, that team is, is dreadful. I mean, Aston Villa, it's kind of hard. You, know, you as, a, as a professional can see the learning experience, I guess, there in, like we would say the same thing for like the Philadelphia 76ers. There's something to be gained Humility-wise, yes. to be this bad, yeah, you yeah. know, especially when you're talking about guys like from they went to Duke for one year, like Okafor and people like that. Yeah. All of a sudden, hey, down to earth, baby. They've yeah. lost more games in two weeks than they probably did in you know in their whole high school and college career. Yeah. Like it's crazy, you know. It is. But you know, when you when you look at I look at the Tottenham game just as a Tottenham fan, and I was thinking, I don't know if you were thinking the same, Bob. I know you were driving back from Pittsburgh, yes. so you were listening to it. Listen to but the, talk the, But boy, the the announcers were really talking up Tottenham. The whole, sure. Even when they went down one nothing, they said, you know, that's the luck of the, the, the bad spin of the dice, you know. Right. It was a perfect shot by Aaron Lennon, which killed because he was an ex-Tottenham <laughs> player. Okay, that was the worst part of that. But In fact, know, they, they've been, not only is he an ex-Tottenham player, he's been with Everton twice, uh, this time the first time on Everton's dime, but he was loaned to Everton for the second half of right. last year, and then after the season came up, he just signed permanently then with Everton. So he's been on the outs for this Tottenham team. For a guy that two, three years ago, Eric, was getting, albeit not necessarily always starters minutes, some significant time with the club. And over time, he just worked his way out of that lineup. He was, yeah, but he was always uh, a performer. He was always uh, prepared and always did very well. I mean, he was kind of limited. He was the big guy, you know. And right. He had a lot of speed, speed. though. When he no was doubt younger. about it. But the thing is, he was he was a good he was a good spur player. But everyone liked Aaron Lennon a lot. So it hurts to see your guy score the goal. Uh, but even so, when you and, and that's soccer, man. That's what I love about soccer. Yes. You can totally dominate the game. And by the way, it was 60-40 total time of possession. Mm-hmm. Todd over, yeah. over Everton. Okay, and maybe like. Eight to five as far as shots on goal. Okay, so they they outplayed them. The side of a confident team, Eric, as well. And Thorne, I, I think you guys would agree is that when that goal happens and you realize, gosh, we've had all this possession, we've had all these attacking chances, and we haven't gotten anything. And here we are, down one nil on the first real counter of the game for Everton. Mm-hmm. You know, the the mid table teams or the non championship caliber teams may press a little bit. Tottenham, I believe, stayed very much within themselves. And that's not to anoint them a championship-caliber team here on January the 3rd. But you get what I'm saying, or it's January the fourth, whatever good, date this it's is. It's a good Bob. It's a perfect point. I mean, the point is that I was looking at Everton was all. I've been a Tottenham fan for a lot of years now. They were always Everton there. was kind of the team, not like five or six, whatever. But the point is, Everton yes. was the kind of team we measured ourselves with. They were the one that might be fourth, fifth, or sixth, right in that same area that right. we were. I think we're better than them. 
right now. Than we're Everton? Than, oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't think they're much worse. I don't know if they're a 12th place team, okay, or a 10th place team. But the thing is, I think that we – I watched that game, and I we have a very young team, we being Tottenham. And I okay. think – seriously, seriously, I think they really have a shot to really do something big this year. Possibly I win this, it. I think Possibly this is, win the Premier League. It's so a now, great year to do yeah, it. Yeah. It is. I do. Everything I mean, is every, I, I think mm-hmm. Arsenal – and City, Man City, are definitely the bigger of the two. We are better of the two right now. But, you know, given the fact that we don't have guys, you know, guys like the, some of the players that both those teams have, all right, I think we're really I – I, like, I think we're going to beat out Leicester. I think we could, could be a third-place team this year. And Indeed. That's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's insane. Right. I mean, for Tottenham, that's insanely high. Of course, they'll be, unfortunately, they'll probably be under Arsenal still. So they can't mm-hmm. even, they may, they may be in the Champions League, but they still can't rule uh, North London, which yes. is kind of sad. And the holiday will, will still assume itself again this year, unfortunately, yeah. for I, Tottenham fans. I got a guy, Matt, in my office who always goes, oh, it's St. Tottenham's Day. St. Tottenham's Day. What is it? St. Totteringham's Day. See, I'm, a, I'm a true Tottenham fan because I can't even say it. Okay? <laughs> so, but anyway, so I, I was I was happy with the point. I know you always want to get three. Yes. But, you know, it's not like they drop points to some lousy team. You know, they, no. you know I mean, they, you know, and, and their defense is very strong. Yeah. In fact, that goal was a perfect shot that Lennon made. Yes. Would you agree? I mean, that was not really a defensive lapse. Nope. And Lloris is a good I, – I just feel good. I feel good about them. I think – I think they're with a new sixty-one thousand seat stadium coming down the pike. I think by twenty eighteen, they're really looking good with this. They're now in bed, uh, figuratively. I'm sorry, with uh, the NFL. Right. You know? I, I think things are looking up. I think they're trying to be. And with those I think they're things, sick of being a small player. They want to be a bigger player. Well, and that's what I was just going yeah. to say because you mentioned. Well, you know, you take out the Man City and Arsenal because they don't necessarily have the players that they have. Well, if, if Tottenham wants to be where you want them to be long term, they are going to have to spend money like that. Still be very conscientious in their player evaluation, obviously. You can't just go spend money and have it not fulfill itself. But you do need to spend money. You do need to bring in high-quality names and world-class players. And so it may take a bit more of commitment from management to do that. Do you think so, though? I mean, do you think that Tottenham... I mean, Tottenham spends money. They do. Right. I don't don't think that their personnel is really lacking. Okay, you just kind of said that, though. No, but but I think that they want to be the big place. As far as you're talking about doubling... Or maybe close to doubling the size of your stadium. Yep. They're get something. This new stadium is going to be a retrofitted soccer and NFL football stadium. Right. Okay. So and a moneymaker. So what's going on yeah. here? Oh, by the way, do you guys know that the owner of Crystal, Crystal Palace is Josh Harris? Yes, I didn't know that. That's a new thing, but maybe not, he may be like a one fifth or one quarter owner. But I thought that was very interesting. That he's Crystal Palace? Joshua Harris being the owner of the Philadelphia 76ers. Right. I I just thought that was kind of an interesting thing. So, you know, this guy's about making money, so that's interesting that he'd buy into the EPL. What is his, I always like to consider for a moment, uh, the point of view. Um, what is going through his mind? Yeah, he's sitting up there as a, a owner of two professional teams. When a game is being played, uh, what is he considering? There's a fan, uh, let's say there's a committed fan who has been a Crystal Palace fan for 28 years, and they're 28 years old, all right? Um, his right. parents were Crystal, Crystal Palace fans. They all grew up in the same uh, city, and um, they have a certain passion going towards, uh, let's say, the, the winning of this game or just the celebration of playing. Um, 
as a manager, you hear these managers, these these rich Russian guys and these these uh, these businessmen that are Roman buying Abramo, up shares. Abramo, yes, Abramovich. But is it a game of monopoly? Uh, do you think that they select players? Do you think they're involved in the buying of players? And you know, besides signing the check, are they saying, "Well, I like Drogba, bring him over here"? Are they involved? It's a good question. Yeah, I don't think quite yeah. as much. Uh, you're looking at owners. Some of these people are not soccer uh, okay. people, but but I believe that the ones that are do have some input. I, I certainly think that. There's more of a uh, relinquishing of that power to people that they hire. But okay. in terms of, you say, monopoly, the important thing to always remember about ownership in professional sports, mm -hmm. while you are a fan, they are an investor. Okay. And almost always an investor first. And it's about re return on capital because if they weren't buying a sports team, they would be allocating that capital elsewhere and trying to get a better return on investment. So uh, sometimes when a move is or isn't made and the fans say, are they really trying to win? Well, they are trying to win, but they're also always trying to protect their investment interests. How do teams make money? How do, let's say, let's look at the 76ers. Mm -hmm. I know it's multifaceted. There yes. are many levels of funds coming in from memorabilia to ticket sales to uh, commercial commercials. Um, let's say, as far as uh, ticket sales are concerned, where the fans are involved. You yep. need, it's a spectacle of this game here. There are players and there are people coming to see this game. Um, do you think that because there is some influence on uh, return on investment yes. based on how many fans show up and how happy these fans are, uh, are these owners uh, interacting with the with the fans in any way? Sure. Or the, the thing to remember, and this is kind of a disheartening thing, but one, whatever your thoughts on what the percentage of revenue coming from television mm -hmm. as a portion of the total revenue, it's probably more than you think that is. And so two, there's often gate sharing in just about every sport. In the NFL, it's, you know, it's the same sort of balance each way, home versus road. So every team shares the revenue pretty much equally from gate revenue. So okay. while wow. the Sixers are doing very terribly with the attendance right now. Yes. The Clippers are doing great, who they just played last night, as you can tell. And so, oh, do they have awful uniforms, though? I just had to throw that in. <laughs> sure, Who designed that? Oh, Steve yeah. Ballmer did, the owner. Yeah, yeah, did he? Paid $2 billion for the franchise and came up with that logo. Oh, himself. I don't know if I was think, yeah, himself no, I alone, think he, he hired 18 yeah. people to figure it out, but it's really bad. <laughs> and you look at it, it's, it looks like an E. <laughs> the worst thing is it's supposed to be like LAC. LAC, And right. somehow it looks like an E. Like, like, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. but a lot comes from television revenue. So, a local television contract that the Sixers have with Comcast Sportsnet that does a lot. Now, if the next bargaining period comes around and uh, and it's it's not a very lucrative sort of franchise, or they're not getting good numbers, then you could see the revenue figure go down as a result of that. But yeah, the ownership it's it's sometimes a bit of a diverging of interests. Okay. Well, this is our financial expert on board in house, Mr. Uh, and that's his official. What is your expertise? If you were to discuss that with us for a brief moment. Sure, and then we do have to take a quick break and we'll have oh, yes. Eric Krakauer back on the other side. My expertise? Yes. 
I don't as know. As a financial. Oh, as a finance. What you just gave us here was a great lesson. Well, on, I appreciate uh, it. Yes. I, I, when I come on shows like these, I enjoy talking about the sports economics portion okay. of it. And uh, so things like that. And I could take you through how a major league baseball club would decide how much it wants to spend on payroll based on uh, how much you'd pay one guy and then what percentage of wins or how many wins he could produce for you in a given year and how much money that gets you as a result per win, per what have you. Uh, and that's how, when you get down to the real nitty-gritty of it, it's a lot of these decisions are made. I guess, I don't know, that's one of my expertises, I suppose, Thorne. Well, if you exciting. put me on the spot. You're very knowledgeable is, in that is, area, for sure. I just would say with, with Joshua Harris, I, I guess my only thought was, yeah, soccer's on the rise. Why would these of you guys be getting involved in Sure. A lot of Americans have been getting involved in the buying yeah. of these teams lately, so I'm just thinking that this is a good side for soccer in America. And we, That's my narrow-minded way of looking at it. We go. need to get involved with these guys as well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I agree. <laughs> we're, we're, we're available, right, boys? Yes, we I'm, are. I'm, 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 I'm the, board of, the board of directors. I'm, I'm ready. All right. I'd have to change right. my pants. Well, we're but, late here, guys, yeah. so we'll, we'll hop off and come back. Eric Krakauer on the other side. This is Vuvu Soccer presented by the Iron Abbey. Robner, Allen Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, and any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. Are you a soccer fan wondering where you can catch the soccer match with a great pub atmosphere? The Iron Abbey in Horsham is the place featuring EPL, La Liga, and Champions League. Also a proud pub partner with the Philadelphia Union with early openings Saturday and Sunday for the games with a great breakfast menu and food menu to complement the atmosphere. The Iron Abbey voted Best Bar of the Year 2015 offers 40 beers on draft and over 800 bottles to choose from. Visit their award-winning bottle shop, The Loft, for great takeout and mix-and-match six-packs to go. If you're a soccer fan, you you have to check out Iron Abbey, the official soccer pub in the Burbs. Go to ironabbey.com for schedules and like them on Facebook to stay up to date. Please check out the Iron Abbey presents Vuvuzela World Soccer Show every Sunday from 3 to 5 on 610 Sports. Roughneck Scarfs is proud to be an official sponsor of the Vuvuzela Show. Roughneck specializes in custom scarves for schools, clubs, supporters, and corporate promotions. They're also the official scarf supplier to U.S. Soccer, MLS, USL, and NCAA. Visit roughneckscarves.com and use promo code VUVU for an exclusive discount on your next scarf order. Roughneck Scarves. Better service, better designs, better scarves. If you suffer from pain or tension, Dr. Frank McCaffrey of Academy Injury and Health Center can help. Academy Injury can help you get out of pain just like they've helped many patients in WTEL's listening audience. In fact, mention the word soccer and receive an incredible first visit special offer. Call Academy Injury and Health Center at 215-637-1212. That's 215-637-1212. Academy Injury and Health Center can get you out of pain and enhance your performance. 
Welcome back to Vuvu Soccer here on 610 Sports, WTEL ESPN here in Philadelphia. Bob Long, Eric Nash, Thorne Holder alongside. We have Eric Cracker on the phone. But first, we want to ask our loyal listeners if they love football and if they love their club and their country. Certainly hope so. Then the next thing to do is go follow World Quiz Cup on, on Twitter, where you can answer football trivia questions and take your club and country to world glory. There are 19,000 followers so far, and it's growing. So you can just search for at Football Quiz Cup. That's at Football Quiz Cup. And follow them to see the questions and start playing yourself. We also want to give a congratulations here from Vuvu Soccer to Ali and Max of Sweden on being champions of the International Premier League for December. So far and wide across the bounds of the Atlantic, the World Football Quiz Cup. And uh, thanks to those guys for their support and, of us as well. And if you're very lucky, you can play in the Vuvu Zola Blast Division. The Vuvu, what is it? The Vuvu Blast Division, I think it there is. There you go. There you go. So they named the division after us. So thank that's you very fantastic. much. And I've, now never had, I've never had a division named after me. That's I had good. The, I had the National League. When I was a kid, I thought that was named after me. But the National League. I like that. Apparently I was wrong. Very about good. That. Anyway, <laughs> so who do we have on the line, my dear friend? We Bob? now have of. Big soccer head, Eric Krakauer, good friend of the show. Welcome, Eric. How are you today? Good. Glad to be on. Early on in the in the year. Yes. New happy year. New Year to you as well. Happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you very much. I'm trying not to uh, not to remember that I'm turning 35 today. <laughs> oh, oh, please. I got shoes older than that and socks too, okay? <laughs> but congratulations. Let's only look. It's only downhill from here. Seriously. No, no. It's all it's all <laughs> Thank good. You. Thank you. It's very all much. it's all good, my friend. It's all good. So anyway, it's okay. You you'll get used to it. wheelchairs. That's not so bad. And you get you get this <laughs> you get discounts at restaurants too. It's really it's okay. It's not bad. Boy, it must be Seriously. great to be on, isn't it? Right. <laughs> anyway, so, it is. I mean, I have become a more optimistic about getting older now. Yeah, it's, well, you, that's because you're in New York. I mean, optimism runs rampant there. You know, you're a lucky man. But anyway, I know it's all good, and and we, we really, all kidding aside, congratulations on turning another year older. It's not an easy thing to do, so congratulations no, there. Very difficult. Okay, so anyway, so what is your thoughts as we roll into the new year? Let's take it's a whole new year, okay? The old New Year old man is gone. The bells have been rung. The champagne's been dr- been drunk or drank or drinking or drunk or whatever. And happy baby New Year's here. So, what do you see in the soccer world for 2016, the year of our Lord? <laughs> oh, I, I see. I see a lot. If you if you're asking me what I think the big stories are, I would say that the the first one is what happens with the FIFA presidency at the end of February. That's going to be very interesting. It's been a, almost two decades since we've had a new president, and with all the corruption charges, allegations, people being arrested, it's going to be very interesting to see how, the, how FIFA restructures and ultimately who becomes the new pres. And who, who do we have, or who do they have to choose from? Or who are the front runners? I mean... You got a, you got a, you know, you got Ben Ali, who is uh, one of the favorites. He was a guy who was running against Blatter. Ultimately, he was uh, one of the only ones because you know you have people like Figo and uh, the sort of uh, the the almost hilarious uh, uh, nominee that was David Ginola. But you had uh, Ben Ali, who was the Hussein Ben Ali, who was the only guy who uh, who thought that he had a chance. But you have you know Six Wallet from. Uh, 
from uh, South Africa, Jerome Champagne, uh, and but the big guy is uh, Sheikh Salman, who's the Asian Federation president. Uh, word on the on the street is that he's going to have a, an agreement with UEFA, and the Europeans are really the superpower in football. If they support him, it seems like he'll be the new president. And what does that mean if, in fact, Sheikh Salman is the chosen one? I mean, look, I'm a bit of a pessimist or a cynic. I, I don't think you're, you're, that's going to make that, that much of, of a difference. You're, you're going to look at the sort of structural changes within FIFA, uh, the sort of executive, executive committee being uh, watered down into a more democratic process. Um, so it's underneath the, the, the president that hopefully we'll see the, the biggest changes and, and less money being uh, passed under the table. But you have to, do you believe, though, even as a pessimist, and I think when it comes to the governing body of, of certainly in sports, but certainly FIFA, um, is there a reason for optimism just by change? I mean, is the change going to be, is the change going to be reform in itself? I think so. I think that I think there are reasons to be optimistic. If for for no other reason than the fact that FIFA is under the microscope, right? And when you have supervision, when all eyes are are on you, you tend to to act a little bit more ethically. So I, I would hope that's the case. Anyway, I think that. Uh, Loretta Lynch and, and sort of all the uh, Department of Justice money and power that has gone into this has, has done a lot to, to clean up FIFA, and, and I hope it continues. So while I am cynical that there will be sort of these uh, widespread changes, I think things will run uh, better, more ethically. We're talking to Eric Krakauer right here on Vuvu Soccer. It's at Big Soccer Head NY on Twitter, and Eric, first of all, it's Bob here. And a question that I asked Brian Kammersgaard last week when we were at the Iron Abbey and want to get your thoughts on it as well, kind of an overarching one. Uh, if let's say that the vote came down and the United States won the right to host the 2022 World Cup and Seth Blatter mentioned this and saying that if, if, he, if the United States had been picked, he believes that, uh, that he would still be in power and that none of this necessarily would have happened. Now, my question to you is some of the transparency things that we're talking about that will come about and hopefully change soccer and the way FIFA is run for the better. Uh, if, as a, an American you know, soccer fan, uh, what would have been better? The United States earning the right to host 2022 and the FIFA governing body remaining as so? Or what we have, Qatar coming in 2022, but all the changes perhaps changing the confederation for the better? You know, that's a very difficult question to answer. And the main reason is really because of all the uh, well, the humanitarian crisis that is that is happening in Qatar because yes. of this World Cup. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think we can forget that thousands of people are estimated to to die by the time that this this uh, World Cup will will take place, 2022, and to die because of poor working conditions, uh, health hazards, the fact that. For, for the most part, and I don't think this is hyperbole, for the most part, a lot of the workers in Qatar are really slaves of sorts. Mm -hmm. They don't get paid very well. Their documentation is withheld by the government, so they can't leave the country when they want. I mean, yeah. you just, just a, a year ago, less than a year ago, you had the, 
uh, Nepalese earthquake, and you had many of these workers losing family members in Nepal, and they were unable to go back to their country in order to take care of, of obviously, to support their families or to take care of any legal issues that obviously arose from the situation. So that's a huge problem that nobody seems to really care about, let's be honest. Well, uh, not, go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. I, I, I think uh, this falls into uh, the category where Nike, for example, have a lot of their uh, factories in, in countries where the working the stand working conditions the standards for workers are a lot lower than the United States, and um, these these sort of things are overlooked. Now we we find that the press is able to to bring attention to things that are already existing. So for example, in Qatar, uh, you know when you build bridges in America, people die. When you build um, skyscrapers in Dubai, people die. Uh, what is happening in Qatar? Let's say that that would would have happened uh, just normally because of the standards of building in Qatar. Now, do you think that it's a it's a a scheme? Do you think it's uh, the press giving attention? So yeah, I don't I, I don't think that we can I don't think that we can compare uh, sort of the outlying uh, accidents. In, in sort of the United States or developed country. And that's not to say that Qatar is not developed, but mm-hmm. when it comes to workers' rights and, and uh, migrant issues, I know that we were, we're facing huge uh, political discussions and debates about uh, immigration in this country, but when we're, yes. you're talking about a country that skirts all the basic rules of, of labor, and then we're talking about something much greater. We're not talking about the odd guy falling off the scaffolding. Uh, we're talking about uh, just very, very hazardous conditions in the work site and okay. very hazardous conditions in where these people actually live. They live in these dormitories. I mean, I'm, I'm doing these little air quotes. Obviously, yes, you can't yes, see yes. Me, but these, these little dormitories that aren't really dormitories, they're like cesspools that, that uh, only... Uh, proliferate infections yes, and, and yes. horrible conditions. other horrible diseases. Right. So it's a lot different. So that's part of the answer to the question. Now, okay. had this not happened, and I'm with Bob on this on this issue, had this not happened, you would not have had all of a sudden the scrutiny that FIFA has gone under. So it's sort of a catch-22 in a way. Yes, it yeah. would have been great to have the World Cup in the United States. This country is ready for a World Cup because we have all the stadiums. But... I think this issue of FIFA needed to come to light, and hopefully people will start making more noise about the human humanitarian crisis that is happening right now in Qatar. If I may, I I'm agree. sorry. Um, just, just moving it along a little, Eric, uh, I, I got that first question, at least from uh, Grant Wall's, uh, I guess they were called 12 predictions for, for next year on the Sports Illustrated uh, uh, site, okay? And that was the first thing. His prediction was that uh, Sheikh Salman was going to be the... Uh, the new president, but he made, made some other predictions, and I want to know your thoughts. So it's real quickly on these things. The U.S. women will win their fourth straight Olympic gold medal this year. I, I would say that that's very likely because very few teams are on par with uh, the women's national team. Fair enough. Uh, the next one was that Belgium was going to win the the Europa the Europe Champions coming up uh, this year as well. Well, that's a, that's a pretty. I, I mean, look, that's the sexy pick. You know, the, the uh, I made this case on on my podcast, the Big Soccer Head podcast, uh, just before on our last show of 2015, and, and that is that 
you have a, a Belgian team that, that is in its prime, maybe a little bit young, but they went through a grueling tournament in Brazil where they didn't perform as well as perhaps uh, everybody expected them to. Yes, he did beat the United States, and Tim Howard did, did, uh, did provide some incredible saves, but they never really uh, played at the level that they were expected to. Now, they gained some experience. You hope that Eden Hazard it becomes more of a, uh, a totemic player on that team, and I think they're definitely going to be in the running. But I think France is going to take this tournament. They're playing at home. They've got an incredibly tough squad. Uh, deep. I don't think there's any team that is deeper. Now there are some issues because of the whole Valbuena Benzema uh, pornography tape. Uh, it seems that there's always something um, that has to do with uh, sexual misconduct in the French national team. But I still think France is going to take it. But I'm hoping that Portugal will have a say. You're, you're Portuguese, just in case folks didn't know that. But you really feel they'll, they'll have a say? I mean, Portuguese? I do. Yeah. I do. I, I do think um, with Fernando Santos and the, the, the way that Portugal has historically done in European championships and the fact that there are uh, many, many, many Portuguese immigrants in France, so they, it's, it's going to have a little bit of a home environment, I think they have a chance, especially considering they're not in the most difficult group and they can start developing some rhythm. Interesting. Now, now the the U.S.-based, uh, I hope I'm probably going to mispronounce this, the Copa America Centenario. Did I say that correctly? You said it correctly. Thank you, sir. Now, that's in the U.S., and that's going to be very exciting. And, so. and Grant Wall predicts that Messi will finally achieve his greatness for his country, for Argentina, in that you know fairly global event. What do you think about that? Well, I'll say this. I'm going to be at the final, so uh, I hope that Messi is in it because it's always a treat to see one of the best players in the world uh, playing in front of you. Uh, Sorry? I say siempre, always, always. (laughs) Always, right? Always. I've been very fortunate. I've I've said that uh, I can can go to my grave uh, having seen some of the best players play live, like Ronaldinho, Ronaldo, Messi. Uh, I'm going to put David Beckham in there, not because of being one of the greatest, but just the star power that he had, and my idol, all-time idol, Luis Chico. And getting another chance to watch Messi in the final would be fantastic. I think that's a safe bet by Grant Wall. I think that Chile uh, will probably send a B team. So yes, I'm going to say I'm going to say Argentina wins. Now, just moving on to the DPL because we don't have too much time uh, more with you, Eric. The an EPL, there was an article. I want to say it was in the Daily Mail. Where was that article, Bob, that I had circulated? It was. It was. It was out. Yes, of, Daily it was Mail. A, That's the Daily right. Mail out of England, and they said that this was the. How would they? How they put it, Bob? Uh, the worst story. We were talking about this before. The, the worst Premier League, uh, all ever, yeah, all time since it became the. The Premier League in its current format, right? If, yes. And then the, the interesting thing about it was the Leicester Cities and Stokes and the Chelsea's of, of the world, the opposite. right? Doing yes. how how great they did for the underdog. It's a wonderful thing, but they believe that the overall quality is is much less. And I uh, want you know. And he and, talked and about the unpredictability too with the manager turnover at the highest level with the traditionally. Most uh, you know, most renowned clubs and things like that. Yes. So, what do you think? I mean, do you think the do you think the overall product is worse worse than it was, or, and the league itself is worse, or is it just a you know a, a little more of uh, a balance? You know, 
going on? I think there, I think there's a mixture of both. I mean, it depends on which metric you're using. If your metric is how good are the top teams, then yes, you are seeing a a decline in the quality of the Premier League. I mean, just look at Manchester United and how poor um, they've they've been. You look at look at Chelsea with the, the squad that they have. But of course, Chelsea is more of a an anomaly than anything else. I think this is actually very good for the Premier League. First of all, the Premier League is going to be super dominant for the next decade because of the huge domestic TV deal. What is it, $7 billion, $5 billion. And so what you're going to see is a lot more parity. The, the, the word that Don Garber wanted to build uh, the MLS on, that everybody had a chance. And I think you're seeing that a little bit more. You're seeing sort of a middle class grow in England that is making every game more competitive. And, but unfortunately, the side effect is that you do lose some quality as well when teams in the top teams, because all of a sudden now you might get the very best players, but you're not going to get every player that you want because there's such an economic uh, benefit to signing with a Stoke. I mean, look at a guy like, you know, when I was there in Philadelphia with you guys, we talked about Shakiri. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who just a few years ago was playing for Bayern Munich, and all of a sudden he's making about 150000 quid a week or so for Stoke City. I mean, that was unheard of. So now what you're going to see is players who would have – otherwise gone to Serie A or, or La Liga or the Bundesliga are deciding to go to smaller clubs in England for a huge payout. And that only benefits the competitiveness of the league. So, yes, the stronger teams aren't as strong, but the, the, the fact that every game is competitive, unless you're Aston Villa, I think it, it's very good for the neutral fans like myself. I mean, I think it's, you know, I'm looking at, you know, as a Tottenham fan, I'm looking at Tottenham, you know, as a team that, that is doing better, I think, than they were before. Arsenal, you know, maybe it's just, you know, maybe the people that are squawking about how bad the Premier League is becoming or the, or the numerous number of fans to these real big clubs like Chelsea and United, you know. I mean, yeah, their, their teams aren't doing very well. But they did say, Absolutely. they did say, you know, with this particular season in this particular league, Man United would be done and dusted and buried in any other year, but they're able to stick around and keep their nose in the fray because it's such a down year. That was That's a good point. I mean, I, you can't argue with that point. You can't go six games, three of them with defeats in a row. Actually, that includes the Champions League game, so it's five, really. Or a number of games without scoring, if you're a top team, expecting to still be competitive. And Manchester United are still competitive in the Premier League this season. So, yes, that is absolutely true. Um, and, and just to also to support that point, you just look at a Manchester City. They, they won this weekend uh, at, at Watford, but it was a, uh, a game that they deserved to lose. Watford were the better team or was the better team. So when you have a, a, a Manchester City team that just two years ago won the Premier League and they can't get it together in away games, yes, you have seen a, a decline in quality. For sure, but to your to your point, if you're a Tottenham fan, you have a lot to be happy about. Not just now, but over the coming seasons. The only thing that can blow up this team is Daniel Levy. Daniel <laughs> I Levy knew you were going to say has, that. By the way, I, yeah. right? He's, he's yeah. historically been unpredictable. Uh, the only thing that's been predictable about Daniel Levy is making really stupid decisions right. when it comes to selling players or bringing managers in and. 
and, and firing them way too quickly. He's so far, he's believed in the Pochettino project. I think there's a great reason to believe in that project. The England national team is gonna is gonna benefit greatly from this, and they could make some noise in the year 2016. So Tottenham, if you, I think they have a legitimate chance at winning the league this year, and that mm-hmm. game against Everton. I know Bob, you're a big Everton fan. Was no, Bob's Bob's a Tottenham fantastic. Bob's a Tottenham guy well, too. And yeah. actually, the, Eric, with what I want to ask you about is, especially amongst the top four, you mentioned this Tottenham team can can make their way. Into into that discussion, uh, one of the teams in front of them is Leicester, and uh, I w- I'm going to choose my words carefully here, and I think I mean what I say when I ask you, where are we right now in the Leicester City bio rhythm of this season? Do <laughs> uh, you know what Leicester City has just gone through the grueling stage, which is the holiday stage, which isn't completely over because there are games in the midweek, so uh, Tuesday. Uh, there are games on Wednesday. I'm not quite sure when Leicester plays, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday. So that marks the end of the most grueling period in the Premier League where you have a number of games within a very short number of days. Yep. And they've managed to, to sort of come out of this. You have the, the nil-nil draw uh, with Man City where arguably right. Leicester w- was the better team. Uh, they dropped some points uh, this, this weekend. And, but... I think that with 40 points in second place, you still have 18 games to go. Uh, I think they have a very legitimate shot at staying in the top four because I thought, like many people, so I'm no way a genius here, or if anything, the opposite, I thought that this Christmas break was actually going to, uh, to, to make some holes or really bring down the slate the Leicester City season. It hasn't. But it did. Uh, Eric, so Eric, it, they've dropped. They had a much bigger lead two weeks ago than they do now. They've they've dropped points over this period, over this holiday period. They did. Yeah. But I expected them to drop a, a lot more points than, than they did. Because a team like, if you look at this Leicester City team, you are dependent on four or five players that are constantly in the starting 11. If one of those guys goes down, a drink water, a Kante, a Mares. A Vardy. If one of those guys goes down, your season is done, right? So they've remained healthy and good for them. Ranieri saved uh, saved uh, uh, Mares and Vardy a week ago. He understood what's happening with this team right now, but they've ridden it out, and I think they stay in the top four until the end of the season. That's good stuff, man. Before you go, I just want to run one thing by. We talked about Joshua Harris, who's the owner. Head of the ownership group of the Philadelphia 76ers, bought into, I believe it was a, a fifth maybe, of Crystal Palace. Now, is that indicative to you of the growth of soccer in America at all? Because to me, it like rang a bell as to, wow, how do these guys get involved in, you know, and it's, it's happening more and more every year, you know? Yeah, what's interesting is, uh, and I, I'm, I'm no expert in issues, in fiduciary issues. Uh, investment issues, but I, I don't recall ever reading or uh, knowing anything about people who invest in clubs making uh, great profits. I'm not talking about big clubs like uh, a, a Manchester United. Maybe now with this big TV deal, you're going to see some change. To answer your question, yes. The game is becoming much more pervasive here in the United States, and that's fantastic. I just hope that we don't have too many Premier League snobs 
uh, who forget about the MLS because in order for the MLS to grow, people need to pay attention to it. And I think this is an, an issue that you guys have brought up in the, in the past, and rightly so. Uh, so I think this is fantastic. The more people you have from this country investing in international soccer and domestic soccer, the better it is for the sport. And as we said a couple of weeks ago when I was down there, Eric and Thorne, we talked about the NFL, we talked about concussion issues. Yes. You know, a lot of kids are pulling, a lot of parents are pulling their kids out of, of American football, football yes. they call it throw ball, right? Throw ball. <laughs> and soccer is going to benefit. Soccer is going to benefit because now you've got these great athletes, these kids who are playing soccer and they won't change sports because now there is a, a, an end goal. There's a professional league here that gets better. It's blitzy. You become famous nonetheless. Well, Eric, listen, once again, happy birthday, and thank you for joining us. You know, you're always there, and we, re we really appreciate it because you bring it you know, very well, and we appreciate the, the way that you handle yourself, and we hope you have a wonderful 35th birthday and many more. Indeed. Thank you very much. It's always a pleasure being on, guys. Take care now. What are you doing tonight? Anything good? <laughs> uh, just, uh, just, just wondering. Just, just, having, <laughs> just having a nice dinner. That's it. I, I just spent a week uh, in Florida, relaxation on the beach. I'm back in New York in the cold. I just want a nice warm dinner and a good night's sleep. I, okay, thank you. Well, you, you. You should get whatever you want, my friend, and we will talk to you soon. Okay? All right, see you bye guys. Bye. All right, there you have it. That's Eric Krakauer, big <laughs> soccer head coming on. Uh, <laughs> I just, what are you doing I just love stopping it and starting. You guys, your yeah, faces, you do your love faces are wonderful. You love it. Do you uh, think I do it on purpose or I'm just absolutely, forgetful? Absolutely, I think you do. Oh, you I think you way. do it you on give... purpose to let us come up right against the break. Make me, uh, make me sweat a little bit, but a good thing is we got 10 seconds left for me to wrap things up. This is Vuvu Soccer here on 610 WTEL ESPN, 3 to 5 p.m., and we'll be right back. Are you a soccer fan wondering where you can catch the soccer match with a great pub atmosphere? The Iron Abbey in Horsham is the place, featuring EPL, La Liga, and Champions League. Also a proud pub partner with the Philadelphia Union with early openings Saturday and Sunday for the games with a great breakfast menu and food menu to complement the atmosphere. The Iron Abbey, voted Best Bar of the Year 2015, offers 40 beers on draft and over 800 bottles to choose from. Visit their award-winning bottle shop, The Loft, for great takeout and mix-and-match six-packs to go. If you're a soccer fan, you you have to check out Iron Abbey, the official soccer pub in the Burbs. Go to ironabbey.com for schedules and like them on Facebook to stay up to date. Please check out the Iron Abbey presents Vuvuzela World Soccer Show every Sunday from 3 to 5 on 610 Sports. Roughneck Scarfs is proud to be an official sponsor of the Vuvuzela Show. Roughneck specializes in custom scarves for schools, clubs, supporters, and corporate promotions. They're also the official scarf supplier to U.S. Soccer, MLS, USL, and NCAA. Visit roughneckscarves.com and use promo code VUVU for an exclusive discount on your next scarf order. Roughneck Scarves. Better service, better designs, better scarves. Robner, Allen Robner, Zimmerman and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, and any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. 
The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. If you suffer from pain or tension, Dr. Frank McCaffrey of Academy Injury and Health Center can help. Academy Injury can help you get out of pain just like they've helped many patients in WTEL's listening audience. In fact, mention the word soccer and receive an incredible first visit special offer. Call Academy Injury and Health Center at 215-637-1212. That's 215-637-1212. Academy Injury and Health Center can get you out of pain and enhance your performance. The city of brotherly love. How you doing? And sisterly affection. We are 610 Sports WTEL AM Philadelphia. All right, all right, ole, ole, and welcome back. Listen, when we went to break, you know, I don't know if you guys have noticed because, well, I don't notice, so I doubt you guys notice out there in Radio Land, but I seem to end my end my questioning with guests every once in a while, and then I just bring back one more question after after Bob's ready to like do his whole closing thing. Yes. Now, the, the question became, do I do that intentionally? And this is, I'm really not sure. Or do do you think I do that intentionally, like just to mess you up? Do I do it subconsciously, or am I just losing my mind? With know. A, you know, it's some kind of brain disease. I think it's the latter. I think that your mind is slipping away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so one vote for my mind is slipping away. Gee, uh, that was really going out in the limb there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, really. Well, you yeah. see, talk I about think... betting the favorite. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, my, my guess is that sometimes you you don't. So when you see a big time timer clock and you know we got to be off by 57 minutes and 50 seconds sometimes you under under guess estimate how long it'll take to get eric through that next question and and actually still get us off by that time but you brought up a point in the break and it's like oh what happens if it gets past 51 it's the world end well you may remember in lost there was something where the hatch if it got to a certain number or whatever right the world ended or something i don't know if you guys watched lost I did Back watch a little bit of Lost. That confused me a lot. Now you are. Maybe see, he was lost. Maybe was, I was lost. Eric was lost. Is that why it was called Lost? Yep. Because yeah. I was. Because it was confusing. That Game it of was, Thrones, too. Totally confused the heck out It of was me. a confusing Eric of the National League. That, yes, the that's National still League. my favorite. That was a good one. That I actually good. believe that. But, you know, the, looking about why and how I do that, I told Thorne and you during the break, I just remember when I was asking Eric, I just thought, oh, what's he going to do with his girl tonight for his birthday? Because yeah. he had told me earlier when we planned this interview that he's gone out with his, for his girlfriend so he can only give us a certain period gotcha. of time gotcha. so I was and then again you know honestly though I don't look at the clock at all at all yeah, I don't even know when when he's showing us yeah. that screen yeah, I don't know what to look for <laughs> I Why just give it a thumbs up like yeah I see right, just so you know the clock that's on our monitor here okay it says 1604 well, guys this explains a lot <laughs> okay I just have to say right does it all put it all together like a big jigsaw puzzle for you now so but it says 1604.58 okay I'm never military been, time. I've never been in the military okay uh, I know that it's military 12? time I can't do that math okay it's 40506 it's X it. minus 12 equals the time okay. so x being 16 you minus know, 12 you know i did get through four o'clock not, not a good one but i got through i, I think you figured it out. we weren't good at math anyway in there's an x in time you just count money x what's x the x other being thing a variable. and the thing underneath it variable. says 122 <laughs> hours 50 minutes and 42 seconds what the heck is that is when that now that stop? looks like you know this 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 we're gonna blow up at that time what's, what's that countdown for <laughs> well it's counting up for one 
But, <laughs> well, there you go. Like I said, it not makes no sense <laughs> to me. Military time, and well, that actually counting up is more like a soccer thing. So I kind of, I kind of get that part. <laughs> Do they add stoppage time on there? That's all I want to know. No, you guys are, you guys are giggling. You okay, guys well, are yeah. laughing. Yeah, and I'm over. But you're here. just being there, really cool. I'm, 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 I'm feeling like, what does? Uh, Jose Mourinho feel like being sacked like I've been sacked before it's terrible and I wasn't let's say I haven't I didn't have a great deal of uh, championships I had a couple but uh, the type of gentleman he's a very cocky kind of guy yeah. very confident uh, I'm sitting here he just got sacked his team the, the guys are saying that they're feeling better they're playing a lot better yeah. <laughs> and they're with Gus they have two wins yeah, yeah. Okay. Is, it two, so, is it two of three games is it one or yeah. two uh, I think they got two wins in a draw maybe uh, yeah, yeah okay. maybe. Yeah, they're doing okay though. Yeah. So, what goes through his mind? What is his next move? What is he planning? I know Bob is a anti-Mourinho uh, person, and I'm a pro-Mourinho uh, energy. Um, Can I give you my Mourinho thing? My, my do, thing is the do. guy. I just think that somebody hit it on the head. I don't remember what what prognosticator we were talking to or pundit, but I think that guy just has like a two or three year shelf life. I think he wears out his welcome, and I think there's mm -hmm. coaches in this yes. country that are the same way. I think that he gets the room, he keeps the room, He's the, and then they stop listening to the message at some point. Yeah, and I'll, I'll you know. just abridge mine or make sure it's clear. I'm not anti-Mourinho at all. I am, I am pro-process, and gotcha. I am pro- uh, a build-up, and I am much less of. We're going to bring in this wild guy that'll, you know, say, liable to say absolutely anything, and we're just going to give him the best players at any given club that he goes to. Sounds like Chip Kelly. I mean, he just does well, whatever he wants, and it's <laughs> never, it's never his fault. Well, that's right? true. That they're they're like birds of a feather. The way true. I see it, I mean, yeah. listen, I, I don't know if that's necessarily the best comparison, but when he starts talking about his players betraying his tactics, yeah. and uh, another game and a three nil win, he's saying we were the better team. It was just on the referees and just the way the game played, but we're still doing all the right things. I mean. Uh, not understanding the value of process, as I believe his issue was, that's where I find, if you want to say anti-Mourinho, but I'm more pro-process and, and we don't see things the same way. That's about as far as I'll, by, I'll go. By there. the way, guess who's not going to jolly old England next year? Who's that? That would be the Philadelphia Eagles because they beat the Giants. Oh, there you go. The reward for winning that game was going to rainy Seattle instead of playing the Rams in London. There you go. So the Giants get to go to London. So That'll be fun for New York. So there was something riding on this meaningless game today. Sorry, man. I'm being goofy. No, are we going to take... <laughs> um, I, I see that they're taking football to and ice hockey. They, they're taking it over to China. And um, they're doing pretty well over there. Mm -hmm. um, I want to I bring football to the Caribbean. What do you think if... Uh, American, football. American, American football. American football. Why? There was a... There was a uh, there was an NFL player who went to, I forgot, he didn't put what university he went to. When, so when they introduced players. Terrell Suggs. That's his name. Also hard university. <laughs> <laughs> and it, is it Suggs? There was another yes, gentleman who Wait, said he's from, he's from, University of Jack he's from Rastafari. Trinidad? He's from Trinidad? No, or just said that? a Jamaican. He was a Jamaican, and he, somebody Terrell will find Suggs it. Terrell Suggs was a, a Jamaican? Not I, Suds. No. Not Suds. The gentleman that I'm speaking about, he was a Rasta gentleman playing in the NFL, and instead of putting his, uh, his alma mater, he said University of Ja, Rastafari. So I was just thinking <laughs> if the good. NFL was, um, if it were, sorry, if it were in the Caribbean, it would be very entertaining. Now, let me say this. <clears throat> 
If you guys get a Jamaican in here, you guys would laugh so much. Not that they are just funny um, as people in general, but the expression, the accent and everything, I find it's funny. I find it's very, very funny. Um, anyway, I think on. the best thing in the world, my friend, is to be funny. Yes. I mean, honestly, is there anything better compliment you can give anybody that they're funny? That they make you laugh? That they put a smile on your face? Sometimes. I live for that. Yeah, sometimes I, I really don't want to do. be funny. I live my life Sometimes like when that, I'm yeah. trying to get a serious point across and somebody's giggling. Gee, I like, know, for I example, like, for yeah, example. For example. <laughs> no, <laughs> Let's no, say I'm you have kidding. a lady, all right? And you say, oh, hi, how you doing? And then you get to know her and she starts giggling. You don't want that to, to, to happen in the moment. She'd be giggling at you knowing her. No. Well, if you, she's giggling with that look in her I, you could have both. No giggle. Well, certain things you don't want her to laugh at. I understand. Yes, indeed. Okay, I get that. Absolutely. All right, can we move on? This is getting to hit a little too close to home. We're moving <laughs> to... <laughs> too close to home. I actually want to hear more about no, this. No, now. no, no. This will be for the next the next segment of Eric's Mind, okay? Oh, boy. <laughs> Go ahead, my friend. I'm so, so sorry. So what are we jumping into next? We have uh, Spanish League. Uh, we oh. haven't discussed uh, Barcelona's recent draw with Espanyol. That was that, a great game. Did you was, watch that game? I watched uh, my new... I don't of it. I, well, first of all, do you know that they're both Barcelona teams, Espanol? I wasn't didn't really know that. Did you know that? That was Located like a derby. Barcelona That's Spain. like a derby. Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes. at least close enough. It's a real big game for, um, for who's the team again? España. Espanol, yeah. Yes, and, yes. And they've Espanol, always been a, been a competitive team. They were vicious. Yeah, they I mean, were, they they were, were, and you can hmm. tell a derby, right? Right through when you see some of the chippiness some of the tackles. involved. Like the Crystal Palace-Chelsea game. was. was yes. It wasn't Very. a close game. But it was very chippy. Ch- yes. Crystal Palace, unfortunately, got Chelsea at, at, at the wrong time, and they also had some players down at yes. the wrong time. It was a bad com. It was not. It was not a good combination, and they they lost three 0 Costa but it reminds me of the uh, Eric Cantona kind of. Um, Presence, the way he walks, the way he stands, like ah. And Zlatan Ibrahimovic. There have been rumors uh, Zlatan might be moving to the Premier League uh, next season, not this year, not this January. Okay. But uh, what do you, what, what, where would you place him? What team would be a great fit for? <laughs> where the would great I place him? Well, well, I know where he'll probably be placed. I could name <laughs> like two teams, but Zla- mm-hmm. I, I think. But isn't there just as much chance that Zlatan could go to Bayern Munich or Munchen? Yes. You know, that, that, you know that, well, he's at unless, PSG, you know. Unless Bayern's in the midst of a selling process. Okay. Because, right? If they lose the manager, which it seems like they, they are going to. Why? Why are they losing the manager? Pep Guardiola Pep. told him he wants to go somewhere else, which means he's going to to uh, Man City, City or City. Chelsea. Yeah, Man he's City. he's pretty much going Man City. But, but I believe I believe that's the reason I bring that up is because we were talking a little bit about owners and investments and everything else. I mean, Bayern is at the height of all heights right now. Yes, and and all these players, it's an aging team. If there's an opportunity to sell some of those players off and use those. <laughs> mighty proceeds to then reinvest at the lower level and build through your academies could be just a huge payday. Yeah, it's they, just a thought. That's a good point. I mean, they got a lot of big money guys. Like they do. Right. If, they, they're, they they, if they're downsizing, then not going to be the guy. It's a good point. That's they, what I'm saying. But you know, the, the, then again, well, where would he fit? What do you think? Uh, I mean, you seem to be more. Like involved or you know understanding of the skill set that he brings to the table. What kind of where do you see him? Guardiola. No, no, no. Uh, Zlatan Ibrahimovic. Oh, Zlatan. Yes. Oh, so Guardiola. I Zlatan told you he's done a, and dusted too. 
to where I said he's, he's going to a, Ch- he's going to go to Chelsea. Is a giant. Yeah. Okay, he's a uh, six foot five, uh, two hundred and twelve pounds of raw muscle, skill, and confidence. Um, he's a leader. He is. He's like a Greek in Sweden. He's from Sweden. Um, Svetka. That's a great drink. Do you drink Svetka, Eric? <laughs> so I, I, I'm not a drinker. You're not a drinker. I'm an eater, as you can tell. Yes, okay. yes. You eat um, brownies. <laughs> yes. Now, brownies. So, yes, cake. Greenies, redies. You juice. Know. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. Z- Z- yes, Zlatan, juice. Uh, well, he's built for the premiership, one. He's a great header of the ball, two. Um, his passes... Uh, just precise and uh, spot on, and he's uh, a tough player. You know, it, to survive in the Premier League, these guys, John Terry, are going to smash you. Okay, so to survive in the Prem and to do well, uh, I think he's a perfect fit. He's rugged, and he's great in the air. 80% of Premiership goals scores in the air, uh, scored in the air. And we'll so. give the phone number here, 888-728-9941. That's 888-728-9941. Give us a call with any of your thoughts on what we've been talking about. Ibrahimovic, what's next for him? And you mentioned Barcelona and the draw with Espanyol. Now, guys, last I checked, and there were only about five minutes left in the match, Real Madrid was tied 2-2 with Valencia. And if that were to be the case in the final result, you would have Real Madrid almost unbelievably moving up to second, which at, at earlier parts of the wait, year... Wait, wait, Who would they be ahead of? They would be ahead of, of Barcelona. Barcelona. Well, Bar- so Barcelona be, has a game in hand, don't they? They do have a game in hand. Yeah, That's correct. Right. I, 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 just, I just want to point out that my Atletico Madrid... <laughs> Almost lost to the last place team in the league. Real Madrid, you'll get nothing. Atletico now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, once you, I automatically like just kick into Atletico when you mentioned Madrid. Atletico Madrid. But let me tell you something about Atletico. First of all, you look at the table, they've given up like nine goals the whole season, okay? They won, although they played at home against Levante. Remember Cesar, Cesar Diaz? Yes, Cesar, right? Cesar right. loved Levante. Yeah. Levante was the worst team in the league, you know, relegation special here. And uh, it was a 1-0 nail-biter that we finally got the goal about the 80th minute. So that would have been a bad loss. But when the dust settles, where's, where's Madrid standing? Are you looking at the table? Yes, I am. 41 points compared to Barcelona's 39 with a game in hand, Barcelona, however. Real Madrid, 37 points. Um, and that might be active updating. So. It probably is. I don't think they're ahead yes. of Barcelona. In fact, no, I they're think, not. But if they were to win the game, they could have thirty-nine points, which would be equal. I think, with, I think that's live scoring. I think you're going to see that that's thirty. It is. It's right. live scoring. That's correct. But what? it's live scoring, earning one point. So if they were to get a goal in the next five minutes, they oh, would get two more, I'm meaning sorry. thirty-nine. You're absolutely. Oh, well, that's correct. Yeah, not looking like it's happening though. You no. Know? Well, how many goals? Give me the, the give me the um, goal differential, if you would, for Atletico. I'm not looking Absolutely. at the table right now. Yeah. Goal differential is 17, which is third in the league. Number one is Real Madrid Wait, at 29. Seven, plus 17, but give plus, me the numbers, though. Give me the numbers. That uh, doesn't break it out. Let me see if I can they try should, to get They a should break, break out. out. If you look, what I'm put, pointing out to you is if you look at that and you look at Barcelona, they got this, basically the same goal differential. No, it's plus 25 for Barcelona, plus 29 for Real Madrid. Now, your point is that... Atletico, Atletico is letting up less. Well, I think that they have. Yeah, what's their the amount of goals that they've given up? And I'll look. I'll look it doesn't it break it out. Like I can, that. I'll look that up. So just move on. I'll find that for you. Okay. okay. I don't want to. I don't want to keep anybody waiting. Okay. That's but I, that's I quite all right. <laughs> 
since you guys are here, I appreciate yes. that. So, Thor, and I guess while Eric is looking that up, the only point being is that Real Madrid, who at one point earlier in the season uh, did not look to be in its best form, now find their way. Yes, still would be with a game in hand. Uh, still in it at third. Now, this one against Valencia that looks like it's going to be a draw against mid-table Valencia isn't a particularly positive result, especially given the draw that came from Barcelona. But uh, do oh, you they're find them? They're at Valencia, though. That's not a horrible draw. No, it didn't say yeah, it's a horrible yeah, draw. Yeah, it's but it's a mid-table team. Mm-hmm. Uh, five, eight, and five. So, you know, even in the win and loss column, eight draws for Valencia. They're going to look so looks like they're going to get another point here. But do you see Real Madrid being in this as we move into the second half of the season, essentially? I mean, do you see them – when I say in it, I think top the, three, top four is almost a lock. But do you see them actively challenging toward the final three, four weeks of the season for the title? The Galacticos. Is that what they call Real Madrid, the, the Galactic? Or was that a particular group of guys when there was Figo, Zidane, and, and these heavy hitters? No, you're right. No, yeah. I think they call them the, the Madristas or something. But they have a, a yeah, name yeah. for these guys in, their, Galactica? in their eras. Um, but I feel uh, the type of team Real Madrid has, uh, they will always be competitors for the number one spot. You can never count them out. Uh, Chelsea, for example, even though they might not make make it to the number one spot, you can't count them out. So same thing for for Real. They have uh, a great roster. They have some depth, and they are truly going to be competitors to finish off this this season. Yes. Um, yeah. You uh, mentioned Galacticos. Galacticos. It's. Uh, it's there were two I guess errors of Galacticos, okay. and both real, dealing with Real Madrid. I love Bob. Which, He's a, isn't he great? <laughs> Go ahead, yeah. Yes. Yeah. When there were players like recruited and like these super players, these super clubs. So the first Galactico era, it's continued considered to be uh, synonymous with the presidency of Florentino Perez, and from the years of about 2000, so the turn of the century until 2006, 2007. Okay. Um, okay. So yes. If yes. I could just ask you guys a. Uh, uh, Athletic Madrid, Bob, you're you're a math guy, right? Eighteen games, eight goals. What's that per game? What's that? I'm sorry. One more time. Eighteen games, eight goals allowed. It's a little. It's a little less than a half a right? goal a game. Yeah. Four point oh four. Two right? point. It's point uh, four 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 four. Okay, that's what indefinitely. Well, I'm rounding it out to point zero four, right? Yes. Less it's than two, a half a goal a game. Zero. That's what that's mm. what Athletic Atletico's been giving up eight goals yep. in eighteen games. Pretty unbelievable. That's unheard of. I mean, even Barcelona's given up fifteen. Because like you said, they scored fifty or forty. Yes. But yeah, I think I'm not saying that they're better. I'm just saying, man, this team every year over very impressive. And this year, once again, they're doing well in the Champions League. Yeah, they, they do well. They won. They won this league with everyone said it was a two-team league. Atletico won that's it right. years ago. All right, and, and they got won, to the Champions right. League final. And they lost. The, they lost their nerve at the very end. Yeah, but they got to the final and lost to uh, Real, Madrid. Real Madrid. Oh God, yeah. Okay. Your boy with the goal. Who was my my Gareth, Gareth, Gareth Bale. Bale? Yeah, and he hadn't really been having that great no, year, but he's, he wasn't. Yeah, he's he certainly well. He's a great player. He is. Right. Well, I'll take him back in a second. And Vandervoort. Huh, would you now? Oh, Luka, imagine that. And Luka Modric. <laughs> I'll take them all back. I want that, I want that midline again. Okay? Yep. What a midline that was. No wonder we made it to the final eight that year. Seriously. Yep. And we could do it again. You and could. I just can't put Harry Kane and Christian Eriksen up in that group. Although, who knows? Not yet. Yeah, right. right. Who, no? who, who, who Gareth Bale was always great. He's always was the greatest export from Wales. But, you right. know, he had small... I believe he played for... Uh, 
uh, one of the like Portsmouth or something under under um, who was the coach now? I'm forgetting his name. Who was the Tottenham coach? When? Yeah, the famous Harry uh, Redknapp. Harry Redknapp, right? I mean, he played for Redknapp but for Portsmouth, but he was an unknown. Everyone's an unknown until they're known, right? Right. Like Bob the Weapon Long. Yes, you know? that's a perfect <laughs> example. Anyway. Thor, my man. How are you doing? Oh, still good. Still there, my friend. You look really, you look really sharp. You look marvelous. My- as, they, as they used to say on Saturday Night Live. You sound like Jeffrey. You, no, no, oh, Jeffrey. No, no, that's a, Oh, he did do marvelous. But there was, who was it? On Saturday Night Live. You, you look marvelous. It was Billy Crystal playing whatever character yeah. he played. Some you're asking, you're asking the wrong guy here. Okay, you, so, look, you guys are too young. You go back to bed. It's nap time. I'm all right, done. Sounds good. I'm done. Nap time. See for you after you the fellas. show. Okay. So, I'm sorry. So go ahead. <laughs> accent mate if I were to say to you uh, Eric hello good afternoon how are you do you have a cup of tea this morning like a regular British lad um yeah, uh, what am I supposed to answer in British? Yeah, if you like. Of course, I have a cup of tea. <laughs> what are you a spotted spotted dog or a spotted hoarder or a spotted frog? Okay, oh, some, at some point that just went away. Okay, well, <laughs> I was there. You just gave up on the accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotta gotta go somewhere where they teach you how to speak English. Okay? Let's ask. Let's let's <laughs> let me ask you guys a question. All right. If uh, where was soccer born? Where was uh, the game of kicking a ball into a net? Where did it start? England. Yeah, I think that's the what? That's the uh, the anglicized version of it, probably. Probably the Abner Double Day of baseball. <laughs> yeah, some people say. Which, by the way, it was the Mayans. From, by the way, it was from the, it was an English Mayans. game. Cricket, no, baseball, baseball came out of cricket. Uh, not actually town cricket. Ball. Cricket, <laughs> town ball or rounders. rounders. That's exactly correct. right. Yeah, but there it was were all, three it was, bases. Right. It's so one of the greatest fallacies ever. Or three tried posts to that tried served to, as bases. Fallacies perpetrated on the American public. Yes. They basically wanted baseball to be our thing. How we talk about why soccer sometimes isn't our thing. They wanted baseball to be our thing. They decided a civil war general. Passed it along to the troops. Yep. During, uh, you know, he was a, I think he was he was in the north, and he passed it along to the troops, and that's and he wrote it all down on like you know, and it was a, it was all fake. Yep. Yeah, it was all fake. That's have you seen? There's a new movie. Rounders, right? There's a new movie, The Ridiculous Ridiculous Six, with Adam Sandler and um, uh, Steve uh, Carew. That's not his name. Steve I know Curry. who you mean. I the yeah, guy from the, yeah. the Office. Carell. Yeah. Carell. Not Steve Carell. He's not on the show. Huh? Um, Terry Crews. Um, the guy from the Old Spice commercials. Um, Steve Buscemi? Yes, Steve Buscemi oh, as guy. well as on there. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Yes. That guy? Yeah, oh, it's a I comedy. Love, it's beautiful. I love, I love Steve Buscemi. Absolutely. Um, anyway, He's you from guys, Philadelphia, you know. You guys make me miss the point. Actually, why not. I was he's bringing not. that up. I'm going to bring it up. Come on. Yeah. You're not so, old enough to be do that. Only I'm allowed to do that on the show. <laughs> like, forget exactly what I was talking well, about. My tea, because of the tea I drink, um, sometimes that's one of the side effects. Oh, really? Loss of memory. Yes. While you're thinking about it, yeah. so one more time back to baseball. Do we mind for a quick second? Oh, please, let's go. Okay. You so, can't look stuff up. No, 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 no. I knew this. Was, <laughs> you I see how many times you said no? Like 16. No, well, because you see me with a phone in my hand. I'm just this trying to make sure. This is the second where we... Bob makes us look stupid, just so you know. Okay. Okay. Bob. okay, go ahead. So there was an old wise tale about batting around. If you're going to bat around in baseball, how many guys have to bat? Six. Ten. Nine or ten? Ten. Nine or ten. So nine. The, ten. So we have two votes for nine. Ryan says nine. And Thorne, you said nine. Nine. Eric, you said ten. Yes. I always thought it was ten, meaning the first guy that started the inning has to bat again. Right. Now, 
we were talking about where baseball originally came from and I had to re- recollect where I heard this or had seen this from and I was able to find it. So the term batting around came from town ball, which is what many now believe baseball to have come from, not the Abner Doubleday story. So in the game of town ball, an entire side batted before an inning was over. That was just the name of the game. Now, in at least one variation, there's an added stipulation, and if the last player in the order hit a home run, then the entire lineup would go again. So it's not about three outs and then you're done. It's the entire lineup bats, and then it's over, unless, for this one caveat, the last guy in the order hits a home run, and then you get everybody the bat bats again, and that's how right. the term bat around came. So one example about how town ball is the true origin of baseball, but an interesting point of note I thought you would enjoy. So under that... Under that theory, it would actually be 10 Okay, to well, bat I th- around. I think it's 10 under any theory. Well, First again. First asked to bat twice. One, I get it. I mean, batters. that's one way to think about it. But a lot yeah. of guys like Ryan, like Thorne, know it as if the ninth guy bats, I mean, everybody batted, so he batted around. Yeah, I don't know anything about that at all. If you I was start, just betting. <laughs> if you started an inning and the pitcher was with bat last and he got to the ninth of the pitcher okay. and he made it out, that wouldn't be batting around. So that was it? one question. Okay. I don't think so. But, right, but there's enough people in this world that do and have logical reasoning. That's a great question. That it becomes a fun discussion. It is, it is. Now, I'm going to take it to another fun discussion. Um, the second question is, are men better at sports than women? Because that's something that's a that loaded we, question, and we we have we had these conversations in college. We had them in high school. We had them right. in primary school. We, we would make fun of each Physically, other. Physically, yes. Tactically, not not always. Well, I think you have right? to describe what you mean by better. Exactly. This is what, okay. Right. First, better meaning yeah. competing against one another. Is that the way to discuss, or is it more from a yeah, like like Eric said, a different different sense? Let's look at it like this: If you put a group of men in a room, one room to build something, an idea, and then you put a group of women in another room to build an idea. Let's say soccer. The women will kill each other if they're all in the same room. <laughs> That's just my opinion. <laughs> but okay, I, I digress. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's say, one, we had this discussion. This is not something brand new. We've been having this yes. discussion all year. Um, and it's about one spectacle. We, 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 we question whether the spectacle is better. Why is it uh, that there is not enough professional women's soccer as there mm-hmm. is uh, men's soccer? And I, I'm, I'm a scientist trying to get to the bottom of it, you know? Sure. Uh, because we like, as men who watch sports, we like women. You know, we love ladies. We like to see them. We like to, to dance and talk with them and to go out and do various things. So why is it we stop right as soon as they start playing sports? You know, we can watch them dance sure. around can and I? act. Carry on, sir. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. no. I want to answer your question because okay. I think it's a good one and I think sometimes people believe that there's a sexist, a sexist element to it. I really don't think there is. Now sometimes I can't speak for everyone individually but what it is is there's generally at the highest level of the men's game yeah. more power Right, I think we see more crisp passes simply because they're more athletically and physically developed. Now, there's also a certain type of sports fan that does like the women's game better, and a lot of times that might be because maybe uh, there are, could be a few more goals because the goalkeepers don't quite have the athleticism to cover as big of a net as as the men do, so there might be more scoring there. And so that might be a reason that someone likes the women's game better. Let me apply it to another sport. I know there's a lot of 
people, myself included, that would prefer to watch women's volleyball over men's volleyball. Indeed. Women's tennis over men's tennis, and it's for it's the exact same reason. The lack of power actually induces more rallies, more volleys, which makes the game more exciting. So I believe that women's tennis as well as women's volleyball are more exciting than men's tennis. But the question was better, volleyball. not exciting, was it? I mean, exciting, I, better. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what the, I don't know how we want to address. It's the a question. hard question. But my point is, I, I don't think we can go, or we can try to go there, and I would vehemently disagree with it, to make it a general statement about women's sports versus men's sports. I think you evaluate each sport individually and decide reasons why one's more exciting than the others, not about which, which sex is playing it. Well, I have a surprising answer for you. It was a loaded question. They did this experiment, alright? So a couple of guys got together, either on Mythbusters, and I'm sure Ryan will find out who did this, and they took... It was in Mythbusters? It was one There's of those... There's no higher authority than that. Yeah, precisely. No, you're no, right. For real, no, you're right. Channel, no, it's, it's, it's like they, Ripley. They, they, it's it the not, scientific it, you know? and the visual. Yeah. They bring the thing on the slow motion. They show you how they do it, how they build okay. the concepts. So what they did was they got uh, a number of men, young men and women, uh, uh, different ages, who have had no predisposition with baseball. And they put them through some technical uh, processes. And it so happened that women were better. They were more accurate. They were more consistent. And they were calmer. They weren't frustrated. So it seems like the young men, when they missed, mm -hmm. they became worse. They started missing more. Women, when they missed the first couple, they became better. And their state of mind was a lot calmer. So um, the world is still a patriarchal type society that is governed by men and uh, a lot of of the, let's say, the commercialization of sport and everything else um, is what give us men the advantage. But wait, 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 wait. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the generalization you get from, from yeah, that I think study? Yeah, I think it was, uh, I think if you take I hear brute force saying. away from it, um, because if you, if you look at um, education in school and in, in the class I've been in classes mm -hmm. with girls they beat us every time but you're really? so yeah. you recommend they beat, did, didn't your girls beat you when you were in class in well they always told well, me that in they school, were better the than other me thing I just assumed they girls were girls right. mature more quickly than boys yeah so, so at the younger yeah, ages they yeah, we can don't. still compete physically <laughs> we, we never really we never mature do. at all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> seriously if you, if you, so that was your conclusion your, your well, it was one of my conclusions okay. all willy nilly yes Okay, <laughs> or willy nilly. Yeah, I'm not sticking to this tomorrow. This is just for today. Okay, okay. I, I like. Well, that's your feeling. Because your feeling I understand. Wrong, I understand the but. the study, and perhaps mm. that is true that the nerves can be better. Uh, among women, and that's an interesting study that I would need to look into more myself. Oh, so you, you think that men are better? No, I don't think they're better. I, I think what you're saying, I think you're coming at the issue two very, very different ways. You asked if men's sports are better than women's sports, and then you gave me a study where women, when faced with uh, a sample of women, when faced with adversity or a challenge, calm their nerves more quickly than men. That That's not the same thing. Well, it's, it's not common in nerve only. That's one aspect. The other aspect was consistency. They were more okay. consistent. They were more accurate. And they actually honed. The like basketball shots? Like soccer yeah, shots? Yeah. Like, yeah. like shooting guns at a target, so one, and arrows. I've I've read about that also. Okay, something about being more even keeled, yes. just in general. Uh, 
you know, I don't know why that is. I okay, mean, so not physically no disrespect, stronger. but most of the people in this country don't watch sports to see how even keeled the guys are. They watch it for the athleticism, and so I think that's a completely different discussion than the study. Well, that's, well, that's we, true. We, we scientists. Um, when we analyze here, yeah, we're not in there doing the thing. We're not playing. Yeah. You know, we're talking about it as uh, sometimes expert analysts and sometimes just random analysts with yeah. no expertise at all. Yes. So uh, we're heading towards a break, and I'll pass it on to Bob because he is uh, the voice. Of the, break. <laughs> <laughs> the voice. Huh? Well, the, the phone voice number of to reason. Call, the phone right number there. to call in is 888-728-9941. This is Vuvu Soccer. On deck is Super Dave. We'll get to him in just a few minutes. And we'll be right back on the other side. Robner, Allen, Robner, Zimmerman, and Nash is a law firm specializing in workers' compensation, personal injury, domestic relations, and any other legal matter affecting individuals' rights and freedoms. Eric Nash, host of Vuvuzela, the World Soccer Show, is a named partner and has been helping injured individuals for nearly 22 years. Call 215-953-2720 for a free consultation. Most legal matters are handled on a percentage basis. Call 215-953-2720. That's 215-953-2720. The law firm of Rovner, Allen, Rovner, Zimmerman, and Nash. They get results. Are you a soccer fan wondering where you can catch the soccer match with a great pub atmosphere? The Iron Abbey in Horsham is the place, featuring EPL, La Liga, and Champions League. Also a proud pub partner with the Philadelphia Union with early openings Saturday and Sunday for the games with a great breakfast menu and food menu to complement the atmosphere. The Iron Abbey, voted Best Bar of the Year 2015, offers 40 beers on draft and over 800 bottles to choose from. Visit their award-winning bottle shop, The Loft, for great takeout and mix-and-match six-packs to go. If you're a soccer fan, you you have to check out Iron Abbey, the official soccer pub in the Burbs. Go to ironabbey.com for schedules and like them on Facebook to stay up to date. Please check out the Iron Abbey presents Vuvuzela World Soccer Show every Sunday from 3 to 5 on 610 Sports. Roughneck Scarfs is proud to be an official sponsor of the Vuvuzela Show. Roughneck specializes in custom scarves for schools, clubs, supporters, and corporate promotions. They're also the official scarf supplier to U.S. Soccer, MLS, USL, and NCAA. Visit roughneckscarves.com and use promo code VUVU for an exclusive discount on your next scarf order. Roughneck Scarves. Better service, better designs, better scarves. If you suffer from pain or tension, Dr. Frank McCaffrey of Academy Injury and Health Center can help. Academy Injury can help you get out of pain just like they've helped many patients in WTEL's listening audience. In fact, mention the word soccer and receive an incredible first visit special offer. Call Academy Injury and Health Center at 215-637-1212. That's 215-637-1212. Academy Injury and Health Center can get you out of pain and enhance your performance. All right, we are back for our last segment. You know, that was a very interesting debate. I don't know if it was a debate. I thought we were on the same side. I don't know which side we were actually, any of us were on. But it would be nice. I mean, I think it would be nice to have a feminine voice. Not one of us doing a feminine. Well, not only a feminine, but, but female as well. Not female. just a yeah, feminine say, not like one of us, voice. Not like of us like, imitating a female. You're I mean, a actually, I'm a feminine voice. Yeah, a woman. A female so voice, yes. if, if there's a gal, <laughs> <Eric>. woman, <laughs> lady, girl, I'm going to say everything to be politically correct, out there that would have an interest 
and maybe looking into joining us as our four seed here. You know, because I think we really would would really gain something by having a woman. I think we would gain a soccer lot. person. Yes, okay? indeed. Now they've got to be obviously really into soccer, not necessarily any particular team or sport or or league or anything How like that. How does one gauge? If you're really into soccer, do we have you know a criteria? That you, are. you know that you are. I know I'm really into soccer. I know Bob is really into every sport, but he's really into soccer, right? Um, Thorin, you you know, well, you were into soccer in a different way, I you guess. See, you see, now you have but to you add are. an asterisk for well, Thorin. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. But you are. You certainly is a huge part of your life. And yes. you know what? Once you've committed yourself as the wrong way, but once you decided to be a soccer talking guy, you're really good at it. You okay. really, you, the point is, you you may you went the extra yard. So I think you're a soccer guy. I you're am a, a soccer, soccer player, and I think you're a soccer guy. Yes, that's just and I'm a fan. And we need someone like you. Yes, with, with maybe a little different hair. But the, <laughs> it's radio, so really they can have your hair. Okay, what are you pointing at? Oh, Dave, Dave's on the line. Did, does he know? To, can we put him on? He Absolutely. is on. Is Dave, he, how are hey, you? Sorry, I, I went off on the tangent. Happy New Year, guys. Super. Hey, if I had more hair, Thorn, uh, I'd wear it like you, believe me. <laughs> Fantastic. I love that hair. It's Thank a wig. Thank you so much. He's totally bald. Uh, I'm breaking big news here. Thorn, I'm talking about, not you, Dave. <laughs> uh, listen, I'll tell you, uh, I think I'm a soccer guy. I just left my daughter's. My son-in-law was watching the Jets game, and I watched the tail end of the um, Real Madrid uh, Valencia match. And uh, what Real happened? Madrid, what happened? Well, it was one-one at half. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a Benzema goal and a penalty shot. I forget who made the penalty shot at the end of the first half. And about this 80th minute, Garrett Bale, on I, I think it was on a corner, on a uh, direct kick. Nailed one into the upper left corner of the net. Oh. Picture perfect goal. Beauty. And maybe 45 seconds later, there was a double header. Rodrigo headed the ball to Paco Alcacer, and he tied the score at 2 2. Real Madrid played a man down, and there are four points behind the team that's in first place. Eric, tell me who's in first place. Uh, let me think about this. Uh, <laughs> Atleti, Atleti Madrid, perhaps? Atleti the, is, good, yes. the, the poor side of Madrid, is it? Well, oh, 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 so the rich side's behind the poor side of Madrid. Good to know. Well, I, it's, let's put it the working class side. Okay, that, that's fair. But why do we always have and, to be so politically correct we all the, the time? Game <laughs> on, you know, we were going back and forth with that game yesterday. What did you think of the goal that Thomas made? Was that unbelievable? Wait, which game, which, 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 which one are you the talking Atlanta about? The game yesterday. Oh, well, yeah. I'll tell you what, though, man. I was kind of shaking in my boots a little bit on Super Dave. I couldn't believe well, they were going to drop. I, I think I even texted you, and I said— uh, of course, I, of course. Uh, hey, listen, you should have seen the Barcelona game. You were probably not watching it. Thor was watching it. Thor, we saw it, didn't you? Thor, you they, saw the Barcelona was, game, didn't you? They, yes. they, dropped point three, they dropped two points to uh, Espanyol, a team they've owned mm-hmm. you know, in Barcelona for years. That was an amazing match. There was so much woodwork hit by by <laughs> Atletico as well as by uh, Barcelona. And Tottenham, uh, too. Had a, literally had a, a goal, a, a, a net without a goalkeeper inside of it. He hit the post. He had a lousy angle to shoot at. But, hey, you know, you said, uh, am I a soccer man? I, I, I could watch that this board all weekend long. It's it's amazing to watch. And now, thanks to the, the miracle of your TV company, finally, uh, I'm you, get into that. finally you can watch what you want. So you're a well, happy yeah, man there, in 2016. There's some pluses and minuses. With all the roses, you're going to get a few thorns. 
but I want to tell you Yeah, we only have one Thord. Oh, wait, there's more? We have one Thord. How many do we have to yeah, endure? two more. Oh, yeah, two more Thords. Thord one and Thing two. Thord Thing one and Thord two. We, okay. we, the picture was picture perfect, I got to tell you. And I can't wait for the Champions League because you can you have your choice of games to watch. You can watch one on Fox Sport 1. You can watch another one on Fox Sport 2. And there's one company that's a local company doesn't seem to want to offer it to anybody. But who knows? Um, I mean, I, I'm not going to go there. I'm sorry to even open no, that door. No, we're not allowed. Wait, I got a question for you, though. When is the Champions League pick up again, man? I think it's in the middle of February. So, oh, really? So there is a good another month off then. Okay. Yeah, uh, I miss yeah. it. I, yeah, but I mean, obviously, it's, it's time for There's Capital One games on this week on being sport, oh, and gee. there's also some Copa del Rey matches. So, you saw a lot of stuff to watch in the middle of the week. I now, know. Before, so, okay. before you leave, sir, before you uh, leave, go ahead. Um, this, uh, you are one of our favorite fans. Uh, we always love having you on. And as a result, we are going to give you one of our very special scarves. However, however, Uh-oh. there is a trick. There is a trick. You have to answer, <laughs> you have to answer this question. Now, if you, if you cannot answer this question today, it doesn't mean you're not going to get your scarf, sir. Um, if you need to think about the answer to this question, um, go ahead. But um, I've been doing some research and Kids, young American kids don't watch a lot of soccer. They play a lot of soccer. Um, but uh, my young friend that I had on, Kane, who's a young, fantastic soccer player, it doesn't seem to be intriguing to them. So my question to you is, as a you know, as an old, not an old person, but let's say an old soccer fan who's been a soccer fan for a long time, you've been watching how the game has developed in America, um, what do you think uh, the kids are missing or wanting to see um, on 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 their TV as far as soccer is concerned? You know, that's that's an interesting question. Uh, I'll tell you, I get, a lot of people like to play sports yeah. and don't like to watch the sports they play. And I'll tell you, you know, New Year's Eve, a, a woman said mm-hmm. we, the party we were with, men have a horrible habit. Mm-hmm. Of playing around with a remote, yes, while they're watching TV, and that's because there's so many interruptions. Yes, and kids love to play. I know my grandkids love to play with a remote. And you know what? When you watch a soccer game, who needs a remote? Because you've got 45 <laughs> minutes of nonstop playing. Yes, yes. And, and then you go do what you have to at halftime, and come back and watch the second half. And you then you got to find the remote to turn the television off. That's the biggest. That's the one big difference I have found watching soccer as opposed to all the other sports. Kids like to – also, there's something about it, attention span, too. I think they would have the same problem watching a basketball game, yeah. watching a football game. It's the attention span. It's the length but of I'll time. You, okay. Yeah. But I know they need that remote. Every, every guy I know, my son-in-law is watching, going from the Jets game to the Giants game, going to the red zone, and I'm sitting watching – uh, Real Madrid, and I didn't even know where the robot was once I turned the TV on. That's a big plus, I think, in watching a soccer game. You can't convince anybody this. I always say the soccer game is an hour and a half, an hour and a half, what, 45 minutes, 40, an hour and a half. It takes, that's 90 minutes, and it takes about an hour and 45 minutes to play it. And a football game is 60 minutes, and it takes three and a half hours. Wait, can I just jump into your thing? Through, just 
jumping on what the, the question that you just asked I mean, with the kids, there's a lot of options. I mean, I don't think kids in general watch a lot of television anymore. Oh, now no. they'll watch like YouTube and things like that. Yeah. Uh, remember very short attention spans, you know? Remember, very short. Yeah, I think, I think a lot. You know, I, over Christmas week, I had my grandkids down the house, and there was a youth soccer tournament down in, uh, uh, in Florida, and they had club youth teams from Europe. Barcelona was in it, Real, Atletico, uh, Orlando had a team. I think uh, Everton, I, I could be wrong on that. I think one of the uh, German teams were there. And all these, they were 12-year-old kids. My grandson's nine. I said, come on, watch a little of this. Watch a couple of minutes of it, then he went to the computer to play his uh, right. kids' games. That's that, right. I, it's right. That's You're right. I don't, I don't know why that is, because we seem to love, when I was younger, Love watching television, well, sports I got a, I in got, general, I but you know, everything. You. When when I was a kid and a ball game was on, there was nothing else on. Right. There was no other diversion other than going outside and play. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. You didn't have the computers. You didn't have the cell phones. You watched television or you didn't watch television. And that right. was about it. So that's a, the other difference. In a baseball game, took an hour and twenty minutes to play. Where today it takes two and a half hours to play. Right. We all. I mean, we all. We all were going in that direction. I believe. Yeah. You know, it's just a matter of you know. There's really said there's more diversions now. We watch yeah. TV because it was the best technological thing we could watch. <laughs> yes. You know, that was it. it still was I mean, preferable a, to like going outside and actually being human. <laughs> unfortunately, my computer you know. screen is is twice the size of the television screen that I had as a kid, or over twice the size right. of the television screen I had when I was a kid. So well, there it is. Thank you so much, uh, Super okay, Dave. It's always a pleasure to, to have you on. Have um, a good happy, week, Super happy Dave. New Year to you and your hey, family, and I hope okay, that you enjoy every part of it. All righty. All right, Dave. There you have it. That's Super Dave calling in. Thorne, that was a great question for the scarf, by the way. That's yeah. why you always in school growing up loved the essay question. Yes. Because you could Did Dave take win the it. scarf? I don't even understand. He won the scarf. Oh, well, okay. yeah, yeah, absolutely. He because he answered today. the question okay. well. But that's the thing about essay <laughs> questions. You can't really be wrong. Wrong, no. You we just, just write stuff. We just want your opinion. In English, yes. Right. Now, know. what's funny is what you were talking about is that you said, you know, kids play the sport. They don't really watch the sport as much. Yeah. I'll add a third. They play the sport. They play the sport uh-huh. and they don't watch the sport. And of course, I'm talking about FIFA soccer ah, and bon. the video game. C'est bon le café, Madame Rue. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, you say that I mean, again. you talk about the attention span, things like that. What do they do in FIFA? What do they do with that relative to, to the game itself? They still play 90 minutes. But they speed up the clock, and right, also right, like it's it's ninety minutes of not real time. A fifteen minutes. Not only that, but they get to be the greatest player they can be. They're interactive. Nobody wants to be average when you can be a superstar. It's interactive. It's not just sitting down watching the beautiful game. It's being involved in what's happening in the beautiful game with other people. Yes, so yes. It's socializing. I think as Dave well. Bing brought up a fantastic point as well. Um, the attention span now. I'm always thinking uh, we are in media. Our job here on these mics is to sell to the soccer fans uh, value in entertainment via the airways. So 
I'm creating. We're creating over here. I'm creating. Like God would have said in the first seven days he was creating the earth. I'm creating, <laughs> baby. I'm creating. So One thing um, about Thor, he never gets ahead of himself, man. No, never. Not <laughs> once. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. But let's say- We're creating uh, the earth now, so stay we after have, this commercial. How, no, just how, how do we- yeah. And let's say, guys, welcome to the other side. We're in the last uh, nine minutes of the show, and uh, this is the segment where we get into the other side of soccer. The non- the non physical, the non-visible, we get into the mindset of soccer players and we have our resident soccer player here who's a goalkeeper. This is one of the things that they made fun of us as a goalkeeper growing up. They say as a goalkeeper you're either gay or crazy. Okay? That's what they, they poked fun of us. So uh, most of us picked crazy because um, it was <laughs> it's a Because you liked women. <laughs> yes. Okay, yes, yes. Fair, I prefer fair. to be a crazy. Like, uh-huh. um, so uh, we we are on the other side here, and um, let's let's have a look at how we could create this interaction because the, it's a great sport, and I think that Dave mentioned a great point. We used to every three minutes getting a commercial break, um, heading off to get some coffee, heading off to get some snacks as a child. Um, how do we make it interactive? Now this was my this was my thought. If we have a fantasy league where every time a player touches the ball, you get a point. Okay. What? Yeah, it's a fantasy <laughs> league. So instead of you know, it's not, how it's they, not the strangest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. But so I, the yeah. game is Toughest going on live. Track, maybe. Well, we have uh, let's say during basketball games they they calculate during soccer games they calculate how, how many miles a player ran. They calculate right. how how much possession a team has. Yeah. So I'm sure they could easily calculate how long a player touches when a player touches the ball. When you're let's say I pick a in today's game between Tottenham and Everton. I pick five players from the Everton team and six players from the Tottenham team, right? Mm-hmm. So my five players would be uh, Tim, this guy, this guy. Let's say whenever they get a touch of the ball, I get a point on my fantasy league team. All so right. as the game is going on live, I'm getting poop points, points, poops, points. I think so, I'm going to draft Aiden Hazard then. Yeah, because he gets mm-hmm. a lot of touches. And Zlatan Ibrahimovic for P- PSG. This is a Vuvu fantasy league game that we're building. Um, and uh, I think it's going to be a great uh, I idea. think anything that you could make it a pseudo gambling venture, people yes. love. Yeah, Thorne, is this count how many beads of sweat are running on any particular player's face at any particular time? People like the technology. People like the like the gamble because it's it's the the height of co- competition. Really. Do you have a platform for this, or is this going to be you with a notebook watching all the games and counting <laughs> touches? So this One, this two, platform, uh, there would be an application that is launched. And this application would have a built-in game, a fantasy league game. It's a Vuvu Soccer app. And this app, there would be two functions right now, for now. First function is pick up soccer. So sometimes on a Saturday morning, you want to go play some soccer in your area. You have no idea where we can go play. So he's showing me this clock here. And he's going to tell me what it means. I'm seeing 1651. Does it mean that we have six minutes? It means that we have six About minutes. six minutes. Yes, six okay, minutes. So that's exactly. really good, man. That's more than I now figured out from that. Now we understand. Okay. Um, we have six minutes. So he could just give us a sign that says six minutes. That would be a lot easier, right? Yeah, but that Sorry, would be... I'll laminate in everything for next week. Don't worry. So <laughs> this is what I want you guys to do. We'll get a card and I'll laminate a card. Okay. Completely grill and destroy the idea as much as you can. And I will answer the questions. Um, so this is an app. The app right. does two things. It helps you locate pick up soccer games that are going on right now. So, uh, of course, p- 
people would have to log in and put their teams on there. But I, as a player who's looking for a pickup game, if I'm from Chicago and I land in D.C. and I'm not familiar with the pickup soccer in D.C., I go on my Vuvu soccer app and it will show me which where the games are being played near where I'm located. That's one thing. The other well, thing, that's an awesome thing. Yeah, it's, it's, they, they have things like that. Uh, now, I think I, the NBC they have like a, where the best pubs to watch soccer yes, games are. Yes, exactly. Kind of, my question would be. Uh-huh. My question would be: Would we have to limit this to like? Would you have to be eighteen or older to do this? To, no, absolutely not. The reason I ask is because there, there could, you know, you're, you're asking for honest feedback. If we're talking about a kid walking into just an unknown sort of thing, it says it's a soccer game. Probably yeah. is a soccer game, but you know, you don't know anything about the area itself, right. or a kid could some get liability. In, kid there. could get into trouble. Yeah, so yeah. let's look at Uber, for example. Okay. You, you jump into a taxi that is owned by a private citizen that had to go online background and check. do a background check. Yep. So similarly, uh, we would have processes like that to make sure that the people that are registered for pickup games are at official facilities that are safe. Uh, are oh, well they're lit. at official facilities. Yeah. Okay. So like, for All example, right. at UPenn, Good. there Good. are pickup games there. Do you... Uh, it's official. The university puts the lights on for guys to yep. come and play pickup. Yep. I'm with you now. At YSC, you pay a five dollar fee. You go play pickup. So they these sort of things, not random. It's okay, yeah. Be at official places. I like it. I yeah. like it. That's Wait, good. So this is going to be some kind of multifaceted app. Is that application? What well, I guess my question with the the fantasy mm. game. Yes. I, I, I guess my my uh, comment towards yes. that is mm-hmm. why would you want to keep track of something that has no value in the actual sport? Or is that just because people have no uh, attention span and the and they can count they can get so to count and watch I'm, stuff I'm, happening? I'm a all kid. The time? I'm a kid. Okay. Uh, oh, the, so the classical kids the now. classical is going okay. on. Remember, we're addressing the question: Why is it that? Remember, uh, soccer is the fastest growing American sp- uh, sport in America for kids to play. All right, it's not yet the fastest growing sport on radio and on TV. So what we're right. doing here at Vuvu is we are leading the the tip of the arrow and piercing through this new era of soccer in America. One of the things that we bring into the forefront is interactive technology. Which they love. Yes. And this is a brand new type of technology where you no longer just sit and watching a game eating popcorn. You are looking at players, how many points they're getting, and you are talking to... Also on this app, you will be able to interact with people that you're playing the games with. So you could talk stuff uh, against them on uh, headphones. You could also type messages in a chat room. It's a good idea. It's a brilliant idea. No, you know, <laughs> I you like to give so myself. Yourself, a, but yeah. no, but you, you, it's a very good idea because you're not the, the attention span is not. They'll be seeing it. Yeah, happen. they're not waiting. You're not waiting for somebody yeah. to get a goal or an assist. Every two seconds or, is a touch. It's a point, and you're competing against your live mates. Right, so. and you don't have to really understand. The, you don't have to understand the game at all. No, and you can the learn point the game. Is you want to get their eyes. On the product. And you can learn the game. You can win a game with uh, your team losing 3-0, but they had more possession. I guess you know? the only thing that would suck about that is that they're not really watching the game for what it's meant for. Well, they... D- well, what we're doing is they're not watching the game at all right now. So we're oh, getting them in front true. of the TV and interacting with the game, how it works, um, how offsides work. And um, who cares once they get a chance to see once it, they start they'll fall in love with it. Yeah, and then I mean, now. Yeah. yeah, okay. Okay. And that definitely has validity. No doubt about it. Uh, Fantastic. That's cool, man. Well, you told us you wanted us to try to poke holes in it, so that's all. Well, I like it. I like it. I'm a whole um, poker from way this back. This is a... Uh, 
Eric, remember we had a discussion. Wait, that doesn't come out right either. <laughs> <laughs> you know well, what I'm I'm on a roll today, man. Okay, today, anyway. not today, yeah. all year. Um, yeah. Oh, nice, Thorne. <laughs> That's well done, too. Yep. Uh, see, year. I don't know. You think there was anything intentional about that comment? All year, he said. <laughs> Do you think that was Three a days. comment? I don't know, man. You, it was you're a doing comment. Great. You're doing great. Right, we have a couple seconds, and I want to stick this in. Don't be mean to the old people. You'll be one one day, okay? That's what they say. This is a song. We have a couple seconds, and I was hoping to stick this in there. We have. Uh, this, eh? <laughs> we have uh. we. It's 2016, <laughs> and we have okay. some new things for our listeners. Our listeners are now going to turn into viewers. All right, so we're going to be uh, launching our new YouTube site. Are we going to be visual uh, in our um, studio? And that's coming for you in 2016. So we look forward to that. Vuvu Soccer on Telly. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, good stuff today, guys. We got just a few seconds left, but Eric. Happy New Year to you and the family. Very happy New Year to you, Eric. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, fellas. You know, we kid because we love. We have a very good time doing this show, and we want to get people more involved, whether it's through this new app. Yes. See, so it's great because this will actually happen, at least in his mind. But the point is, this is like, it's good stuff, man. Yeah. So thank you for making it a good time today. And you know, watch your soccer, man. It's, it's good stuff. And, uh, it's great fun. I mean, it's good fun, and we love doing this every week, and we hope we can do it for a long time. Yes. Thorne, in happy, a lot of different forms. Happy New Year to you as well, Thorne. Thanks for being here. This is Vuvu Soccer on 610 WTEL ESPN Radio, 3 to 5 p.m. every Sunday. When we leave the studio here, it's not the end. Follow us on Twitter at Vuvuzela Blast. Lots of great stuff during the week. For Thorne, Eric, I'm Bob. See you all next week on Vuvu Soccer.